and like the, uh, just the way he says Cleopatra, like Cleopatra. Patra, Patra, Patra. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fucking annoying. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album, we break it down, we uh, we do a lot of research, or we try to, and then we uh, we talk about it. We 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 just try to have a good time on this pod. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, way out there. Hundreds of miles away, very, very far away, way out in the way, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were trying to stretch it for so long, and then almost fucked it up to where you missed it. That would have been good. That would have been good. <laughs> oh, that was so unnatural. It was great. <laughs> oh man! So go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. If you want to skip around, because we are going to rank all of the Weezer albums. We're going to rank all 13 of their albums plus one of their compilations. So if you want to skip around, there are timestamps in the description of this podcast episode. If you want to do that and just get to the album of the week. Because this week we're getting into everything will be all right in the end. So now, Jeff, let's just jump right into our rankings because we got a lot to talk about here. We're going to go from worst, best, or worst to their best and uh let's just get right into it what do you got for your number 14 weezer album your number 14 weezer album jeff okay number 14 weezer is a band that gets a lot of passes because of their report card <laughs> okay. so with that being said uh their worst album is pacific daydream <coughs> okay I'm choking on my my saliva. I mean, come on. So like, did, I mean, that, that doesn't. Did anybody? Me. Did anybody really think this yeah. was good? Did anybody think this was good? I don't even think they thought it was good. I think they just put this it is, out. This is terrible. I really think they did. It's 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 sad because it's just, if you can if you can sit through or like sift through the program stuff and and just the the garbage. There's some melodies there. There's not mm-hmm. much, but there's there's a couple there that could be kind of like a cool Weezer song. Like my favorite song from this one mm. is Any Friend of Diane's. This this almost sounds like a Pitbull song at points. <laughs> As if it's like it's about to break into like a really heavy bass driven dance song. But I don't know. It, it It's almost there. It's almost there to where I thought this could have been like a saving grace of a Weezer song. Mm. But Pacific Daydream is, is absolutely their worst album and it is it is uh, it is bad. This is a bad album. So what was your favorite song off of uh, Pacific Daydream again? Any Friend of Diane's. Any Friend of Diane's. Okay. Yeah. So that's your number 14. That is their worst record to you. I think their number 14. I think their worst record is the Black Album. Uh, there's nothing good on this. Uh, it's just so boring. So effing boring. 
I got nothing positive to say about it. The cover's kind of cool, maybe, but outside no. of that, musically, it's not it's not a good record. I don't even have a favorite song off of it. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm doing that. There's not one good song Damn. on the Black Album. I, okay. I don't like listening to it. All right. It's not good. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> so what do you got for your number 13? Uh, my 13 is their second bad album. The, actually, the end of the only albums I would rank like a below a one. Okay. And uh, that's Black. That's the Black album. Makes sense. Makes sense. Living in LA. For remind- much of the same reasons, I assume. Oh yeah, this was this was terrible. But there were there were some parts on here I think were interesting. So living in LA, it kind of reminded me of the police, kind of in its tune and delivery. It had that little vibe to it. I thought maybe this maybe this can be kind of cool. Maybe they're going to mm-hmm. even though I've I've heard this before, so I, I already knew where it was going, but I thought maybe I'll find something else here that I didn't before. And I I didn't. I didn't. And it just made me think like if this was a panic at the disco release or if this was like a fallout boy album, dude, we would shit all over it and everybody else would say it was so terrible. But because again, because Weezer is Weezer, they get a pass. You know, this album is just, this album is just not good. Agreed. When in actuality it's garbage. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. But I do have a favorite song. What do you got? Uh, the Prince Who Wanted Everything. I, I I wish this song was less processed and more raw. If this was done in the vein of like Blue or Pinkerton, this could have rivaled some of their top songs. There are a lot of... The tune, the tune was there. There are a lot of songs on these bad albums that, that could be good if they were not so... Pro- like you said, processed. It's a good, that's a good description. It's, that's the big issue. They don't do that, they don't do that style well. It's it's unfortunate. Oh, at all. Yeah. At all. Okay, so your number 13 is black. Black. Okay, so your number 13 is black. I think I probably said it four times already, but that's yeah. okay. Number 13 is black. Number 13, your number 13 is black. My number 13 is Pacific Daydream. Uh, I have the same issues with this record as I do with black. It's just so fucking boring. So boring. <laughs> and I... I don't enjoy it's another album I don't enjoy listening to. It's not fun. It's a bad album. I do not have any favorite songs on this one. Damn. It, these two albums two are so row? awful. Th- this is that's where that that whole thing ends. Like after this, they're good. I have a favorite. But yeah, Pacific Daydream and Black just they're awful. Awful records. Are these are these sub ones? Would you give these below ones? Yeah, I'd give these below ones. Okay. Yeah. Because everything yeah. from here on out for me is at least a one. My next two are at least one, and then after that, it, it, everything's a two and above. Oh, damn. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where we stand. So okay. what's your number 12? Teal. The Teal, teal okay. album, a collection of mediocre covers strung together and would appear to be a cash-in <laughs> on something Weezer did that was actually cool. Like okay. the whole Africa thing by itself was cool. That it was, was so fun. That was an amazing thing that a band did to connect with their fans. Mm-hmm. But then they did Teal and completely ruined the magic. I don't know what your hatred toward this record is. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's fucking dumb and it irritates. The, the covers themselves aren't even that good. <sighs> they're not great covers. They're just, they're not even like done in the style of Weezer. They're just done in the style of the original artist. Boring. <laughs> boring all right all right 
Wow, man, teal is that low, huh? dude. I can't stand this album. <laughs> That's crazy to me. That is so crazy to me. My my favorite song on here, because I felt like I had to choose one, even though I don't think any of these covers would make a cover playlist if I had one. But Paranoid, the cover's basic, but Brian Bell sings it, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, eh. You hate it? That's... Eh. I, I just don't get it. I don't get your hatred toward this record. Do you honestly like, think that these covers are good? It's a solid... It's a solid record yeah well keep going it until is. you get to it that way i can fucking rip you apart when it's like your third favorite album <laughs> oh boy okay so my number 12 is the white album uh this this album overall is pretty boring there's it's not as processed as pacific daydream and black is but it's still it's still pretty boring it's still a pretty bad album this is where this is the one this is the one ranking so we're we're at the ones right now um, the the one song that I think is kind of good is California Kids. I think it's the first song. There's actually like some guitar in it. There, it sounds almost like Weezer, like it could be a Weezer, a good Weezer song, but it still kind of falls flat. It's just not a good album. It's not a good album. So that's why for me, I just don't care for it. <laughs> I just don't care for your fucking. Why did why just probably like your number two now? Fucking idiot. So what's your number? What, what, that was 12. Yeah. So what's your number 11? My number 11 dropped so much. This was the oh, biggest no. drop in anything that I've had. Oh, no. This, 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 yeah, this dropped a lot. This is, this is make-believe. Make-believe. Uh, well, uh, that's really that low. Huh? Yeah. This, I don't even care, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of this fucking album. It's weak. It is weak. It's campy and goofy and it, it, it feigns complexity. There is none here. It's whack. This album sucks. Oh my god! Don't like it, dude. This one in teal like suck. really got me going. Black, black, and Pacific Daydream are they're just bad. Like I, there's no argument there. Mm-hmm. But make believe and teal have been, especially make believe. Make believe has been fooling people for many, many years. I'm not fooled anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not fooled anymore. And my favorite Bizarro song. This is the first time I've ever done this. My favorite Bizarro song. So the opposite of a favorite song is Beverly Hills. This is my this is my most hated Weezer song. Really? I yeah, that's it. I just listening to this one again. I, I was angry. I was upset. I was but we very always much play angry. It. We always play it whenever we jam. Well, we play just like the riff, and then it turns into something more fast, and inevitably we speed it up into something much better than it could ever been. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, make believe. I don't think it's good. I don't think any song on here is good. And what the fuck? Get out of here! Had it man. not been for Teal. Just being the complete like opposite of what it intended to do in the beginning, because mm-hmm. that really irritated me. Because Weezer did something fun for their fans, and and they've always been really good at connecting with their fans and and doing things like that. So when they released yeah. Africa at at the request of a fan, that was so cool, and that was like magical, and that was so rad. And then they like, oh, that was pretty good. Let's do a bunch of covers that are okay. And that was Teal's. So that really pissed me off. And then make believe. I'm just tired. I'm tired of the hype. I'm tired of it. I, I mean, I mean, color me over surprised. It. Fucking over it. I remember wow. I bought this too okay. when it came out, and I was I was in love with it. And I loved it, but I bought it too. <sighs> I think everyone fucking bought it. Dude, Damn, make dude. believe sucks. It doesn't suck. No, Come it on. sucks. What would you rank that one then? Um, I'd probably give make believe a one point. <sighs> 
maybe, maybe a 1.5, just so people could hear. Because Beverly Hills is like a top five Weezer song as far as popularity goes. Yeah. But so maybe just to hear what the fuss is about, but I can't give it. Uh, it's definitely not getting above a 1.5, so I'm going to do 1.49. <laughs> You're such an idiot. 1.49. Okay, anybody new listening to the podcast, if you don't know our ranking system, it's a three-point ranking system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album, you're going to continue to listen to. One's a bad album, but you should give it a shot, and zero is is horseshit. So there you go. So that was your number 11, Dude, yeah, Teal is... Actually, let me go further. Teal is fucking lucky that Black and Pacific Daydream is bad because I want to give Teal a zero. I want to just give it a fucking zero. Give it a nothing. Erase it from existence. Dude, it's not that bad. I just really hate everything about that album. Wow. That, that I mean, it, you're, you're fucking nuts. And then to even go further, they've already <laughs> done some of these covers. Like, these are, have already been released as, as, like, bootlegs and B-sides from decades prior. Okay, so? <laughs> Who cares? Ugh. Who cares? Okay, my number, my number 11 is, uh, is Ratitude. You're an idiot. I'm done. <laughs> done. Yes, it's Ratitude. I, I went in. I went into this listen through with more of an open mind. I, I know you like this record for whatever reason. You like it, and and I tried. I really tried with this one. I think it's. This is the beginning of the end for Weezer. This is when they they started to say, oh, let's let's try to make more pop oriented songs rather than like the pop metal thing that they'd like to do. And um, yeah, man, it's just not a good record. I mean, one of my top five Weezer songs is on this record, but it's not overall. After that song, this record kind of sucks. It's not that good. So yeah, Ratitude is not, it has a great cover. I love the cover, but after that and the first song, this record kind of sucks. <laughs> and like I said, my top it's a top five song for me. It's my favorite on this one. It's if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. I think that song is perfect. Absolutely perfect song. I don't know what they did. I don't know why they made such a bad record, but they did in Ratitude, and that's my number eleven. What's your number ten? My number ten is white. White. I can't how is white. this above how is this above teal? I don't I'm I'm like dying and and especially make believe, and I can't believe it's above make believe. I'm dying to hear your rationale for Teal and make believe because they're just not good albums, and you're gonna pull shit out of your fucking ass to 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 rationalize those stupid picks. I'm also so worried where you're gonna put everything will be all right. I I think it's gonna be middle middle of the table for you, blowing through these rankings. Yeah, so White is my number 10. There's some stuff in here that really reminds me of the Weezer that we love. There's heavier instruments. There's heavier percussions. It's got some more sincere lyrics that aren't totally popped out and corny. So that's why White gets a little bit of a, a, little bit of a pass. Because, dude, put up against the other four that I've already mentioned. Like, ugh, barf. <laughs> my favorite song from White is Easy, You Want to Get High. He has that raspy voice. Okay. And that yeah. riffage that is from Pinkerton days, like that's what it is. Like that's what it, that's what that's what they were trying to recapture for so long is is bridging Pinkerton to their pop sound, and mm-hmm. White did that. It wasn't very good, no, but they did it. They tried. I, I wouldn't even say an A for effort. I would say 
a D no, plus it's de- effort. No, it's definitely an A for effort. They they achieved it, and that's like the only real time they've actually achieved bridging that that Pinkerton sound with bad pop music. <sighs> I but guess. White, White, we're probably at like a 1.5 on, with White. 1.5, okay, all right. I, I That's way too high, but... Actually, my next okay. one's a 1.5 too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, this is where we... This is So we're out of... For me, we're... At my number 10, we're out of the ones. We're we're in the twos now. So it's two and above now. That's and my crazy. number My number 10 is Teal. It is... It is... With our ranking system, it is a two. I enjoy this cover. Stupid. I enjoy it. Dumb. It's not the greatest. It's not the greatest covers record, but it is good. It's fun. Like the songs are fun. They chose good eighties songs to to make an album to make a cover album on. Even though Paranoid's not an eighties song. But overall it's it's pretty good. And and kinda like like we were talking about how they they did the Africa thing, which was really cool. But what makes it even cooler was that everybody wanted them to do Africa, so then they came out with the cover of Rosanna. And that was Which a in the good end, song. That was a good cover. That was better than Africa. That was better than anything on this Teal album. Oh, I agree. No, I totally agree. I think that song in general is a is an amazing song. And it was a great, 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 great cover. It's always on my, my main playlist, too. So if I had to pick a favorite song off of Teal, it would be Rosanna, even though it's not, but it should be. Well, um, that's, it's not, so that's cheating. <laughs> that's fine. But after Rosanna, it would be uh, Take On Me. I just I've always loved that vocal melody, like how he just gets so high. I I I think that's a really good song. Even the original, I like the original song a lot, and I don't like eighties music that much. Eighties like synth pop. This is a safe. These are safe covers. Okay, yeah, they're safe covers. I mean, best. So what you want? I mean, it would be kind of cool actually if they did a bunch of hair metal covers, but actually that'd be really rad but although they also did no scrubs too but that song sucked yeah that, that was a bad a, cover that wasn't a very good cover I'm but with they did take that. a chance on that one at least true very very true but, but no teal sucked and you're, you 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 have no explanation why you like it except the, uh, uh the only song that i like is even on the co- album uh but it's no i did say i say that's it's just a fun record so. it's a it's straight up fun i enjoy listening to this record you know what's more fun is uh, good Weezer music and the originals of these songs. <laughs> Dude, I like good Weezer music, and that's what we're going to be talking about. I guess not, because from here on you probably out. think that Make Believe's number one, and then fucking... Oh, man. You're just... You're, you're out of control. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, Teal is my number 10. Yeah, run number nine. Yeah, wh- so what is your number nine pick with the Weezer albums? Number nine is Ratitude. See that's way too high. Like you, Ratatouille. You, you don't know what you're doing when you rank sometimes because you you do shit like this and it's bad. That's bad. So here's 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 how what, I rank my here's how I rank my things is I listen to it and then I wrong. go from the I okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go from the top. I say is it better than this? No. Is it better than this? No. Is it better than this? Maybe. Is it better than this? Definitely. And then I'll put it there. And then I'll rearrange them over and over and over. And then I'll listen to another album, you know, in, in, in out of order. And I'll think, okay, this, I get like the sound they were trying to go for and this one, and that makes this one a little bit better. So they're ever changing. They're always moving up and down, up and down, up and down. Why Ratitude is so high up there 
the first three tracks, those are perfect songs. If you're wondering if I want you to, I'm your daddy and the girl get hot. The girl got the girl got hot. She gonna get got hot. <laughs> <laughs> those are perfect tracks. Those are perfect songs and they're absolute killer openers. The problem with Ratitude is it drops fast. After that, it's Can't Stop Partying. Can't Stop which, Partying is better than, this, than the second and third song. No, no, it's not. Can't Stop Partying is fun, and it's, it's, that's it. No, it's just fun. That's it. It's, it's, not a, it's not like a good song. It's just, it's fun, and it's cute, and it's, it's kind of good to dance to and wiggle your butt and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. And that's, that's, that's why Ratitude is so... It's so disappointing. This this is probably like the most disappointing of all of their albums because of how strong it starts. And I'll even admit, like, number one, if you're wondering if I want to, that is hands down the best song on the album. Yes. Top I'm five, Your Daddy. Though? No, that's stupid. Uh. I'm Your Daddy is a, <laughs> is a good song. And I think it's a perfect song, uh. but it's not as good. And The Girl Got Hot, I think is a fantastic song. I think it's a little bit better than I'm your daddy, but it just tapers off way too fast. And and like they they came out swinging hard, and then this the rest of the album is never never mm-hmm. caught up, never caught up. Still way too high. I don't know. This what gets you're a doing. this gets a one point five though. Oh, thank God it doesn't get a two. Oh, oh. no, we're we're not in the, we're not in the twos yet. Well, I mean that's good because that does not deserve a two at all. Not even close to a two. Oh, that's silly, but okay. <laughs> Okay, so my number nine. This one might make you mad. I don't know. You might. probably made me mad on every single one of your stupid fucking things. <laughs> well, not the first two. Not 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 the worst two. I'm I'm sorry. You didn't get That's mad at true. those. That's why we got through those so quickly. Uh, but my number nine is Maladroit. I every time I listen to this, I want to like it more. It's a good record, but I always want to like it more than when I, and then when, and then after I hear it, I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm a little disappointed by it. Because one, it has my favorite Weezer song on it, and that's American Gigolo, the greatest song they've ever written and recorded. And then they have other bangers like like Burnt Jam. This is why or, nobody like considers your rankings to be canon at all. Like, because I actually have an opinion that's outside of Pinkerton and Blue. That's why. But because that's like, you you are no, an elitist. I, that, you are stupid. an elitist. But now you're just like trying hard to to find faults and things that are perfect. I'm not trying to find what. No, that makes no fucking sense. No, you I can are. like, like Pinkerton and Blue my, are perfect albums, and you're trying they to are find perfect albums because I they want to are be perfect different. albums. Blue, American Juggalo was my favorite song. Even that sounds fucking lame. Blue and Pinkerton are perfect albums, absolutely through and through. They are perfect albums. But to say American Juggalo is like your favorite Weezer song, that's just, you're that's silly. You're being silly. American Juggalo, Juggalo is their best song. You need to eat more laughing to have you're being silly. No, you're just you're you're stuck in your Pinkerton Blue days. You can't get out of that <laughs> that that hole, that three year hole right there. You cannot get out of it. But you'll get there someday. Hopefully, after you today, get you'll get out of it. Rivers hasn't even got out of that hole. You'll get there. You'll we'll understand. Get we'll, you'll understand. We'll get they have good music on his after those two records on the album of the week. He clearly has not gotten out of that hole. Okay. Emotionally, mentally, even he hasn't left those. Even he understands that that was the best thing he will ever do. Okay, but we're not talking about Rivers being in a hole. We're talking about you being in a hole. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I'm just siding with the guy who wrote the, writes the fucking music. We're talking about you. Fault me. We're not talking about Rivers' hole. Fault me. We're talking about. See, I'm not just making really butt gross. jokes. I know. <laughs> making a, butt hole jokes. I, I stopped that, that one real to? quick. <laughs> 
Is that, is that where we're at now? Oh, God. Uh, okay. What's, so, yeah, Melodrum. Go, go, go back in your favorite fucking song, because I know you've brushed over it, but you didn't say why you liked it, or I don't know. American Gigolo? Oh, I love that guitar riff. And then the, the way it kind of, that, that chord progression in the in the verse, and then they go, keep on, keep on, keep on. Oh, it's so good. It's it's Everything in that song is so subtle, and it just, it's perfect. That, that is a perfect song. And you know you Come like on, it, because... Way to go. Every time we listen to it, like we're driving around, whatever, and that song comes on, you every time, every fucking time, you're, you're like, that song actually is really good. I know. Every fucking time. Never Dude, you fucking do. Every time. <laughs> You've done it for years. You always say that song is really fucking good. And I say, I know. That's why it's their best song. And then you get really mad and yell. There you go. Fucking Maladroit. So Maladroit <sighs> is my number nine. Okay. Number nine Weezer. So Maladroit is my number eight. And like I said, I I just I forgot how heavy this one was. But my problem lies with everything is just flat. It's like a really long, sad, flat poem where there's no there's no high points, there's no sharps. Everything is just melancholy, like the Smashing Pumpkins album that I bought. Pumpkins. Yeah. It's just it's just <laughs> fine. It's fine. But there are some serious bangers here. It's like Slob and Burton Jam have always kind of been like mm-hmm. my favorites from this album. I think they're absolute bangers. I still love them. But Possibilities is a new favorite mm-hmm. of mine. It's a little punk rock song on an already totally flat album. It was okay. But, dude, like throwing Possibilities in there later on in the album, fucking banger. Awesome song. And with that. And with that, you didn't even mention American Gigolo. Why would the fuck would I mention American Gigolo? That's not. Because American Gigolo is a perfect song. Besides, fuck. Besides Beverly. I think like the worst, top five worst songs. Oh, to get the Beverly dude, Hills, don't even, don't American Gigolo. And then everything from Teal. Dude, I, I know you're just being stupid. Stop I know that. you like American Gigolo. Like, you're going out of your way to, to try to talk shit, but you can't even do it. All right, so my number eight here, it is not make-believe. It's actually Green. Green is my number eight. so dumb. This one just kind of always sits kind of in the middle. It's a good album. It's a two. It's a two out of three, ranking-wise. Uh, it's it's a very very short record. Uh, some of the songs kind of bleed together. It's, but overall, it's 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 a solid record. I enjoy it. I why, do enjoy my listen through of this. Why are you the way that you are? Because this is a good record, but not as good as other records. So, my favorite song off this one is Photograph. Photograph is is unmatched. Like there's no song that even comes close to this song on this record. Um, it's it's fantastic. That's not entirely accurate, but Photograph is a banger. It's a total banger. It's it's a it's a possibly a BB. It could be a Beyond banger. No, it is. But I mean, the song right after is also a BB. But this is more of a BB than Hashpipe. Yes, Hashpipe is fantastic, but Photograph is fucking Bruh. so good. Bruh. It's really good, man. Don't don't shit on this fucking album. Don't shit on this song. Uh, I would never because this album's a banger. So, but you're probably going to. It's probably like your number seven because you think you're so cool. Mm-mm. But you're not. But you're not. So, yeah, that's my number eight. My number eight is Green, and my favorite song is Photograph. So, what do you got for your number seven? If you want it, <laughs> <laughs> my number seven. Is red easy? Easy, oh, it's, low, huh? okay. it's lucky it got this high because 
this if this was split into like a a red slash red deluxe, I would probably rank this a little bit higher because mm-hmm. like I get it. I thought it was fun that Rivers allowed people to sing and have lead songwriting credits and do other things outside of just being like a rhythm section in, in his band. But yeah. aside from like their own novelty, the songs are okay. They're fine. Nothing really wrong with them, but mm, they're all right. And what's really disheartening is besides Brian Bell, like dude, Pat Wilson has done some great stuff outside of Weezer. And a lot of these guys, actually except for Scott Schreiner too, they have their own bands that are really good. And even though mm-hmm. I really don't like them that much, like the Space Twins and the relationship, Brian Bell's other bands, they have some yeah. merit. There's some really cool tracks that they've done. But here, it's just kind of boring. And Red Red's fine. Interesting. Red's okay. Would this at least be a two? Yeah, this is a two for sure. Okay, good. That's good. That's good to hear. Maladroit's a two. This is probably like, we're probably getting, eh, no, this is a two. I'm not giving it more than a two. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, my favorite song is is Dreaming. I think. Oh, dude, that's big. I think it's a perfect pop rock song. It's mm-hmm. it's what Make Believe tried to do so hard. Like Make Believe <laughs> tried so hard to get that sound. It's so catchy and it's still so crunchy and so heavy. And that one song, Dreaming, is better than Make Believe could ever be. Uh, yeah, I, I might agree with you on that. No, you do. <laughs> But dreaming reminds me. It's very, it's very blue sounding, very, very blue sounding. That's that's a banger of a song. Yes, on red for sure it is. So that is your number seven. Seven lucky number seven. Damn, I can't believe some of these albums are so high for you. I'm that that is shocking to me. As we're we're slowly ascending, but. Anyway, so my number seven, I forgot where we're at. My number seven is Death to False Metal. Dude, what are you? This, How uh, this is album. Make Believe so high? Because Make Believe like, is better than Death doing? to False Metal. What part of is it what not part better? Did we fucking listen of Make Believe that you think is that? It, are you Is it not better stupid? than Death to False are, Metal? Are you brain dead? Is your brain even well, working I today? Mean, some people say that it is dead, or at least partially oh, dead, but. Man. But that has nothing to do with this Weezer ranking, these Weezer rankings, because Death to False Metal is not as good as Make Believe. It's the way she goes. It's the way she goes, boys. Dude, you're... It's, um... I'm surprised that you even allowed this album to be on the rankings, considering it is a comp, but it's also an album. Well, it's a comp. That's fine. It's also an album. That's why we're ranking it. So yeah, Death to False Metal. This is kind of like the B. These are the B sides from her Lee, right? Or stuff that was kind of yeah. It would, I guess stuff, the B stuff sides. that would like follow Hurley, stuff that they're yeah. already working on, and then they didn't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a really good set of songs. I, I think it's it's a fun listen through, and they kind of stepped away from the ratitude bullshit that they were doing, which is great. They were still going along with Hurley, which was fun. So I, I think it's a solid it's a solid record. And my favorite song is Everyone. That song's really good. It's heavy, it's catchy, it's kinda angsty. I like it. It's a fantastic song. Everyone on Death to False Metal. That is my number seven. Yeah, number seven. So 
All right. My number my number six is is Death of False Metal. It's not an album, but you know, we had to rate it, so here's where I put it, I guess. Um <laughs> it's kind of interesting too that that the reason why I put this above red was because of the things that I did not like about the red bonus or not the bonus tracks, but like the uh, other band members tracks. Yeah. You can see some of that bleed over into Death to False Metal. So some of the bonus tracks, uh, Yellow Camaro, that's a that's a I think an old like Space Twins or relationship song that Brian Bell mm-hmm. had written, better song than what he had done on Red. And then there's the, my favorite song on this, Blowing My Stack, that was written Ooh, by that's a good one too. Rivers, Brian, and Scott. And that song just that chord progression is is so basic, and it's a garage band. Like your first rehearsal, like the first thing, the first time you play with like your, your friends at your first, you know, band that you play in, that's, that's, that's the riff you play. And then they built like a phenomenal song around it. So that's great. It is really good. I like that song a lot too. Better than Red. (sighs) Well, it's not, it's not, definitely it's not. All right. So your number six was Death to False Metal, which makes sense because it should be higher up like that. Now my number six, here we go. This is where things start to, they might get a little squirrely. Yeah. My number six. Your rankings are already wrong. Like just, <laughs> just, just say whatever you want because they mean nothing at this point. I am nervous that you're going to rank everything will be all right pretty low. But my, uh, my number six is Make Believe. So there you go. Finally, right? Fucking it's finally out. Way too high. <laughs> it's not. This is a solid record. There's uh, there's a lot of really really good songs. My favorite song on here is "Freak Me Out." I've always oh. really liked that song. God, that love the guitar stupid. on it. That song is so good. Oh my god, it's so catchy. It's it's fantastic. But I mean, the it, a lot of the record is very catchy. You know, we're all on drugs. Lyrics are stupid, but it's fucking catchy. Perfect we're all situation. On drugs is not that catchy though. It is, and perfect situation. That that song is an absolute banger too. Yeah. There's some really good stuff on here. Very, very good songs Let's on this record. With my brain. I mean, I I will agree with you. Beverly Hills is kind of a stupid song, but that guitar That's solo is really worst fun. Song. Beverly Hills is their worst fucking song. It is yeah. worse than anything on Pacific Daydream. It is worse no, than anything well, on Teal. It is worse than anything on Black. It is Mm-mm. it is garbage. It is Weezer showing I mean, us early on, like, hey, you, here's where we're gonna go eventually. Because if you hate this, then you're gonna hate the other stuff. But I mean, honestly, we picked up on it. Honestly, it's pretty crazy how many except me because I'm smart. Wrong things that you just said, like it's <sighs> nuts. Like you were just so wrong with what you just said. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Come on, some Peter Frampton shit right there. It's fun. Dumb. It's fucking dumb. <clears throat> so yeah, that's my number six. Is uh, is make believe. So yeah, you're finally happy now. So then what do you got for your number five? Uh, Number five. So number five was easy. Number three and four, I changed a lot, like I did with six, seven, and eight. So Death to False Metal Red and Maladroit changed rankings quite a bit. And then Mm. number three and four changed rankings a bit. But number five stayed pretty consistent. That one's green. Green. This uh, This one is crunchy. The guitar tones are so crunchy in punk rock, while the melodies are kind of like 50s era rock and roll i think it's a fantastic record and i don't hate island in the sun anymore (laughs) why did you ever hate it i don't get it it's a good song i don't know maybe just because it's 
it's kind of like a weird song on the album. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really fit on the album that well. It's too, it's too, man, I, I don't want to say this word, soft. but for the la- lack of a better word, it's too commercial for the song or for the album. Yeah, I can see that. But I do, I do understand where you think like it gets a little bit muddled because after Knockdown Drag Out, you get mm-hmm. into like Smile, Simple Pages, Glorious Day, and then the last song, Oh Girlfriend. I think those four, unless you're like really familiar with those four, I can see where those are just kind of like one long song. Yeah, and there's a couple songs on Green as well that they start out exactly the same. Like it's the same note, it's the same everything. I can't remember what songs they are right now, but there are two songs on Green that are just almost that start almost identically. It's kind of shocking, like that they actually did that. I, I I think I think from Don't Let Go to Knock Down Drag Out is perfect. Those those yeah. first I think six songs are absolutely perfect. The last four, I think, can get muddled a bit, but I think overall the tone of this album is is kind of like how the misfits were, were, were doing their thing where it was, it was very like crooning fifties vocal under like punk rock stuff. That's kind of what green has that. That's the same vibe I get from green is just very, very crunchy guitar tones and very kind of like soft melodic vocals. And I just, I love yeah. those opposites mixing together. Okay. I can see that. I, I see what you're saying. Dude, and hash pipe, like that's every time I, I, I don't ever listen to hash pipe. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't understand why. It's such a good song. And, oh, and every time I listen to it, then I watch the video again and I just, I, video dude, is good. I fucking love that song. It's so good. Mm-hmm. God, it's so heavy and it's so chuggy. And then Rivers comes in with that super high vocals and it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I Why know, is it doesn't this make, so good? <laughs> it shouldn't make that much sense, but it does for whatever reason. Banger. It is. It, it, it truly is a banger. Green is a banger, but there are obviously better albums yeah there's only four but there are better albums so what was your your biggest your bb on this one was it don't let go no hash pipe oh it was hash pipe okay don't let go oh oh, oh. ain't time dying when i'll be here yeah (laughs) all right my number five (laughs) is uh it's gonna be hurley I was surprised that this I one was so like high. I you this one. Did you not like this one at some point? Yeah, there, yeah, kind of. I thought it was just kind of like mediocre. It was okay at best, but something got me this week, and it just it really struck a nerve. I don't know what it was. I think it's a really good record. It's kind, it's kind of like a crunchy. It's a pretty crunchy record considering what they've come off of with Ratitude and. Uh, Make believe and stuff like that, and red. Yeah, it, it was a very crunchy kind of like almost raw sounding record. I thought it was, I think it's really good. It's, it's a really good song and I mean, really good fucking album. And then yeah. the album cover, like they have like the weirdest fucking album covers, man. It's so, so bizarre. But, uh, but yeah, Hurley is my number five and my favorite song is ruling me. I love what he does in, with his vocals on the, during the choruses too. It's so catchy. It's, uh, it's really good. No, not the choruses, the verses. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the verses. Hurley. Um, yeah, so the Hurley is my number five. It's it's a good, solid kind of, um, what am I trying to say here? It's like a diamond in the rough. Like It's forgotten. It's like truly one of their forgotten records because there were no big hits off of this one except for the Jackass one, but that was it. 
But other than that, that was that wasn't even that big. And so. I mean, it also came it came in between Ratitude and then everything will be all right. And after like the Red album came out, after Ratitude came out, people were kind of like, okay, Weezer is no longer. They are never going to be the Weezer that we want them to be. Mm, and that's yeah. like, enter, everything will be all right in the end. So Hurley was at the tail end of that. And the time between Hurley and everything will be all right is like the second longest they've ever gone without releasing an album all the way back from Pinkerton to Green. It was like four years from Hurley to everything. Four or five years. Yeah, yeah something like that. Even though they came out with... Uh, with uh, Death to False Metal, but that's not an album. So it is. That's why we ranked it. We ranked it so you wouldn't complain. Um, So my number four, (laughs) (laughs) like I said, my number four and my number three went back and forth quite a bit. The only reason, the the only reason my number three beat my number four is just a couple choruses. But we'll get into that. So number four is Hurley for me. Oh, Um, thank God! Yes, I, I. I I've always liked this. This is a good one. It's this is a this is a nice little throwback to the tune and feel of the B side era from blue to green. There was a lot of good B sides that were never used in that era. Some of Weezer's like best songs have come out of that era, and these songs in Hurley have that kind of stripped down raw feel to them. A lot of the melodies and structures are very basic with minimal bells and whistles, just basic basic Weezer stuffs, and. Yeah. Where I thought that maybe like, I don't know, something that clicked for you this week because it, it immediately clicked for me. I was like, holy shit, this this is cool. But in Where's My Sex, I think it's a great song. See, yeah, that's like one of my least favorites on the album. They Dude, they totally reused a dope nose riff too in the bridge in that song. Did they? Totally. The dun, 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 like that part when it starts to yeah. like kind of speed up, slow down in the bridge and then ends the song. Totally reused it. Hmm. I thought it was so cool. I, I love when bands reuse old riffs. I love it. I like. I dig no, it. No, you don't. I dig it. I dig it. No, you don't. I dig it. Get the fuck out of I here. I dig it. That is like completely false. No, I don't completely like. False. I don't like when bands write songs, like for like a B side or unreleased songs, and then re-release the same song. But I don't mind bands oh. sampling themselves. No, not at all. You're so fucking silly. I, not at all. Oh my god. I just You're don't. I don't like when bands release like when Green Day did with Welcome to Paradise. Dude, come on. Come on, guys! But the Dookie version is better than the Kerplunk version. Same fucking song, but it's still a better version of it. Same song. Who cares? It's a better version. It's the same fucking song, but okay. Better version. Hurley's my number four. All right, Hurley is your number four. Okay, so this is where things get extra squirrely. So my number four, my number four, is Pinkerton. No, it's not. I know it's not. Fuck man, I thought you I could can't, get you. No, you you got me with toxicity, <laughs> but there's no way. Oh there's man, no I way. thought for sure no. I was gonna get you. Oh man, no, I I no. Come Damn on. it, come on. I thought for sure I got I was gonna get you. I nah. I tried to set that up so well, but I just nope. Because that's that's Damn not it. possible. That I even you are not that stupid. <laughs> it's not possible. It's not. Fuck, I've been thinking about it for days. I've been thinking about it for nope. days. How where I was gonna put my fake Pinkerton ranking. Yeah, yeah, you're you're setting it up pretty good. You're saying, you know, my rankings are crazy in the beginning, and then you kept reiterating the craziness of your rankings. But really, nothing has really changed all that much for you. Hurley was a little high, I thought, but everything else, I mean, it's fine. I, you know, 
But no, <laughs> Pinkerton is your number one because you're not an idiot. Uh, I really thought I really thought I could have got you, but nope. Apparently that didn't happen. Can't get got. Can't get got. Oh, okay. So honestly, my my number four though is red. Red is my number four. Uh, I I I like the experimenting that I like the experimenting that they did. I thought they did it really well with all the band members contributing, and <laughs> it's just like it's fun. It's cool. It's fun. It's different. And then I've talked about it on the pod before when we've done this album. Like it's the, there's a lot of nostalgia, like a lot of strong nostalgia with this record. When I got when I downloaded the leak of it before it came out, and you know that was when when you and I went to Europe with Chris, when you me you and Chris went to Europe, and uh, so yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of good memories with this record. I think it's just a fun, solid, crazy record for them. And my I have two favorites on this one. Uh, one of them is Everybody Get Dangerous. Everybody get I think it's so it's so silly. It's so fucking silly. But I love that guitar riff. And then the part when he goes, it's so silly. I love it, though. And then also Dreamin'. Dreamin's another band that one. Because it's like straight up blue. It's a blue song. That's my number four is Red from the Weezers. So what do you got for your number three? I'm just I'm so nervous that your top three are gonna be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean your top three are probably gonna be stupid too, but that's okay. No, so my my number three is everything will be alright in the end. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we're not gonna get into that because that is our album of the week. Yeah. So my number three is uh is blue. Blue is my number three. I love this record. I think it's an absolute like I said, an absolute perfect banger of a record. I love blue. Blue is, I I can't I can't even say how much I like. It's so dumb. <laughs> I can't I can't like you can agree like you can't say no I I don't agree with you that you think every so your number one's Pinkerton because you're not an idiot so you think Maybe. you think everything will be all right in the end is better than blue and that is wrong that is so fucking wrong that is blasphemous well, that is wrong that is disgusting that is that is gross so so this is what happened this is what happened I. I realized not like a little bit ago that you know I don't have to be stuck in this blue Pinkerton hole. Like you're doing the opposite right now. You're you're trying hard to not be like I'm not trying. What you think is the cool guy? No, because everything will be all right. Is that good? It's not. It's better than blue. (laughs) See, oh, you're so silly. It's better than blue. You're a silly boy. You're being silly right now. That's okay. The way, I mean, it is. So, you had that 8% yeah, my, hazy. You're probably a little drunk. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm not. It's fine. I, I've thought about this extensively because I, I even thought it was blasphemous to rank something higher than blue, but just outside of Pinkerton. It's just stupid. So yeah, my number three is blue. I mean, my the best song is Surf Wax. Surf Wax is their second best song, hands down. Second best song they've ever put out. Do you... Like, do you... Do you do you believe half of the bullshit that comes out of your mouth whenever you say things like that? What do you mean? Do you not agree that that's a fucking banger of a song? That's not what you said, though. You said this is their second best. It is not their second, their second is, best song. It is their best song. No, and Blue their is best their best second best album. And there's no way in hell everything will be all right in the end could ever be placed above Blue. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're in this old-fashioned mode where you're stuck in your ways. There's a reason for that. It's because it is that damn good. There is a reason for it. Okay, so so two things. Two things here. Uh, the first thing is that their best song is American Gigolo. 
So it's better than surfwax. Fucking complete bullshit in your mouth. And then the second point here is that blue is not as good as everything. Everything will be all right in the end. So you like you like one of those guys that will that have like solid points, but then we find out that you think everything is better than blue, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's why you think those stupid thoughts is because of that. Okay, gotcha. So you're pretty much like all your arguments are summed up. Just for future references, whenever you get any any kind of like Weezer argument, just say, hey, I'm going to preface this entire thing by saying I think everything is better than blue. That way you can cut out a lot of middle time and a lot of arguments because everyone knows that you're wrong but and I'm you're not, full of shit. But so. I'm not saying everything is better than blue because that's said not that. the case. Yeah, it's ranked higher than no, it's I, better. Well, not everything is better. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you, mean, you mean the album. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant everything like... Everything will be all right album. in the end is better than blue. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everything all right in the end is better than blue. Correct. Which Absolutely. is wrong. Yes. No, it's not. So blue is number three. Surf Wax is the best song on the record. Second best Weezer song of all time. Plain and simple, that's a fact. Got to move on. So, what is your number two, Jeff? Okay, so let's 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 pretend you never said anything stupid, which is <laughs> tough to do. Uh, Blue is is their second best album, and I mean, I guess much like you, I really tried to to find a reason to make this number one because Pinkerton's like always been my number one. And so I thought maybe there, maybe I can find something here. Maybe I can, maybe I can do something. Maybe I can convince myself that blue is better. And like, it's close. The difference between Pinkerton and blue is, is not, I mean, it's, 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 it's fractions, fractions of fractions. If that. Fractions of fractions. Yeah. Fractions of fractions of fractions of fractions. And the only way I can kind of like see putting blue below Pinkerton is, is blue the sum of blues parts are greater than its whole in that okay. it's not a concept album the way Pinkerton is, but track by track, head to head, blue is better than Pinkerton. If, if you just take one through 10, put them against each other, boom, boom, bing, bang, boom, blue's going to win most of the time. But as a whole, it's not nearly as good. And that's, that's what I look for. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a prog okay. guy now. That's what I look You're for. Very... I look, look for whole conceptual albums. But see, you've always thought Pinkerton was better than Blue. Well, that's because I think it's a perfect blend of, of raw human emotion put into perfect musical format. And I think not only is Pinkerton my favorite album by Weezer, but it's also my favorite album of all time. And I think it's the greatest thing that man has ever accomplished as far as music goes. <laughs> oh, but Blue is good. Blue is, blue You're is funny solid. Guy. You're funny <laughs> Blue guy. is good. And, and Surf Wax is, is my favorite. It's, it's a top five song of all time for me. Surf Wax is a, is a fucking banger of a song. But let's not, let's, not, let's not dismiss all the other ones there. Only in Dreams, that, that is easy. Oh, my second one. favorite song. It's a very nuanced song that is, that is like complex in its simplicity. The three-minute crescendo into like the guitar solo and that last note, that last final note that kind of gives gives relief to the entire album is just that oh, dude Matt Sharp was Matt Sharp was a genius when he was, he was when he was allowed to be yeah and only when he was with Weezer the rentals were good and his, uh, and were, his solo stuff was were, fantastic they were good but they're not they're nothing compared to Weezer come on the first two Weezer records come on come on give the well some of the rentals some of the rental stuff is better than a lot of the Weezer stuff later Weezer yeah Dude, but his his but his, his solo puckets his solo album, fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Goodbye West Coast, 
amazing song. And like I said, a lot of these guys from Weezer make good songs outside of Weezer. So that's mm-hmm. why Red boggles my mind. Why couldn't you make something good in Weezer? That was a good record. That's the thing. It, half of it was good. good. Half of it was good. The stuff that Rivers led was good. The other stuff was like, okay, that's cute. We're we're letting him do things now. Okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> I guess. Oh man, you're you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. Go ahead, say. Well, this isn't a Blue and Pinkerton episode, you know. So I know we can go on forever, but my my number two is Everything Will Be All Right in the End, their second best record. So we're not going to talk about that just yet. So obviously, our favorite Weezer record is Pinkerton. Like, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. Like Pinkerton is, there's n- none of these albums come close to Pinkerton for me, at least. I no. know you said Blue kind of like goes up is close, but no, like Blue, Blue, and everything will be all right are nothing compared to Pinkerton. See, it's I, on I would, another level good. I would still give Blue a perfect three because I think it is a perfect album. It but, is, yeah. But Pinkerton is just Pinkerton would get like a three point one because. <laughs> It's it's just better. Like uh, it's better than good. It's better than perfect. Yeah, it is. It, it's 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 astonishing. I mean, we we've did we've did we've, we've done did that. Twice. We've done that album on the podcast in the new format. So if anybody wants to go back and listen, yeah, go check it out because it was a good episode. It was a fun episode. Um, but yeah, no, Pinkerton is just absolutely perfect. fucking perfect. My favorite song is Get much. You. Get You is the best song though. <laughs> of course. Come on. Of Come on. course. Get you. Oh my is, god. Get you. Get you is the third best Weezer song. I'm not even gonna like fucking go into it because I can go on for days about Pinkerton, but <laughs> but it is. It's their third best song. Man, your brain just works in like a fucking stupid way. I don't understand. <laughs> like that U two song. Wait. Like that U two song. Your brain works in mysterious ways. That's that's the song was written about you. I'm just so smart. About you. About you. I'm just so smart. Yeah, that must be it. Okay, so we're done with the rankings. We did 14 fucking Weezer records. Okay, so we're done with the rankings. And let's just get into the album of the week. What are we doing this week, Jeff? We are doing Everything Will Be All Right in the End. And Pat should play the drums Take me back, back to the shack Back to the start with the lightning strike Kicking the door, no hardcore Rocking out like it's 94 Let's turn up the radio Turn off those stupid singing shows I know where we need to go Back to the shack I finally settled Find out who I am. I'm letting all of these feelings out, even if it means I fail. Cause this is what I was meant to do, and you can't put that on sale. Take me back, back to the shack, back to the start when the lightning 
Weezer formed in 1992 in Los Angeles, California by Rivers Cuomo on vocals and guitar, Patrick Wilson on drums, Matt Sharp on bass, and Jason Cropper on guitar. The band currently have 13 albums, six, six EPs, two compilations, and have sold many, many millions of records worldwide. But then we're doing today is Everything Will Be Alright. It's the band's ninth album, and it was released October 7th, 2014. The album features Rivers Cuomo on vocals and guitar, Patrick Wilson on drums, Brian Bell on guitar, and Scott Schreiner on bass. Now, Jeff, what are your... We've already talked about Weezer quite a bit, but what are your? what's your origin story with the band, and what are your initial thoughts on this record? Everything will be all right in the end. Go. Okay, so my origin story with Weezer, right? Is that what you were asking me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my origin story with Weezer was um, through through camp, through camp counselors, and just going to camp as as a as an early lad. A lot of my counselors were playing guitar, which which encouraged me to play guitar, and they were playing a lot of Weezer stuffs, and it was kind of a weird transitional period of my life. In my mm. in my probably like eight to fourteen, because I I was going to school in Anaheim and I had not yet moved to like Yorbalina in with my dad. And so it was I was hanging out with a lot of like different people and a lot of different crowds and I was really heavy into like the gangster rap stuff and like the hip hop. But then I also really liked pop punk, but none of my friends really liked pop punk at the time. Cause they're all like like hip hop stuff. So camp was like the only outlet I had to where I could like the terrible music and be okay with it. <laughs> a lot of the acoustic stuff, a lot of the dashboards, the yellow cards, stuff like that. That's, that's, that was camp for me. But Weezer is, is, is directly from camp. And, and I think the first time I saw anybody play a Weezer song was the sweater song. And it was like a skit Right, you know, you use skits yeah. at the campfire, and and it was like this whole bit, and and the party that's played beforehand or during the the show was or during the song was like was like the cafeteria, like you're trying to get your food, and like oh man, you like oh you like lasagna today, I'm like that was that <laughs> so was like dumb. that was the bit, you know, but you're like eight <laughs> years old, and it's like the funniest thing you've ever heard, yeah, yeah. So that that was I think that was my first introduction to Weezer was was through that but honestly i don't like pinkerton for a while either because it was it was boring it was not it was not catchy it was it was slow it was kind of lame and then green came out and i loved it because i loved island in the sun i loved Hashpipe. i loved actually the things the reason why i love green now i loved back then too but it wasn't mm-hmm. until until probably after green came out then i revisited pinkerton and then fell in love with it so probably like around high school time is when I realized that Pinkerton was a uh, was a banger. I don't know if that answered right. your question, but there no, it is. that absolutely answered it. Totally, absolutely. So should we wait? Should we do my origin story, or should we do your? I, dude, I'm why am I forgetting how we do the pod? Um, I mean, usually podcasts are kind of like a back and forth thing. So I just did a back. Now you need to do the fourth. I don't know. I where need else to do the going. yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know. I I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. I, don't know what you're I mean, this is my this is my first time potting. Yeah. Honestly, this is my first time potting. So my origin story with with the Weezers are, I I I remember hearing Undone, and I remember hearing Buddy Holly on the radio on K Rock, because that's when I, w- I was getting into new metal, I was getting into Corn, all that stuff. But then of course they would play we those two Weezer songs, so I heard them, 
didn't really like him that much. This is like probably when I was like 10 years old. It's like 1998 or something like that. So I didn't really, I didn't care. I just did not care for it. And then uh, they came out with Hashpipe. And I remember that premiered on on TRL. And they, that was a big, I remember it was a big thing because they were, everybody was talking about Weezer's back and this and that. I said, who the fuck is Weezer? I don't know who that is. And then they played the Hashpipe video and I just thought it was so cool. Like the video was super cool. The song was fantastic. And that, that was where I started with Weezer. Like that's when I started liking Weezer, but it wasn't until I'd probably say like junior year of high school when I heard Pinkerton for the first time. That was because of you. Cause I never really cared to go back and listen to any Weezer, which just was not my thing. So I think it was either sophomore or junior year of high school when I, I listened to Pinkerton and blue in their entirety. And then it was just, I was hooked. I was oh. hooked ever since then. So I was a very late bloomer to, to Weezer no, in I mean, general. Really, I mean, that's, that's about when most people really gave notice to Weezer because yeah, like blue was was insanely popular, but but from blue to to green, like that was that was what like seven years because Pinkerton no, was I, so well, brushed over. Yeah, blue was like ninety four, and Pinkerton was oh, or yeah. uh, green was oh one. So it was like seven was years. Yeah, you're right. And nobody yeah. cared about Pinkerton. Nobody cared about. Pinkerton. Yeah, nobody like no. I mean, yeah, the biggest song was the Good Life, but even that was barely played. And Scorcho, but those two songs were barely played on the radio. And now they are, but back then they weren't. So I mean, like it's not it's not unheard of to think that you would you would be introduced to Weezer through like Hashpipe because that video was killer. Like I always remember too, yeah. as a kid and rewatching it now, like the din 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 part in the sumo wrestler moving his hands on cue with the <laughs> din 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 din. I just that 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 little thing has always just stood out to me as being so fucking cool. It's cool. It's a great video. It really is. I think I I think I when did Maladroit come out? Was that O three? That was that might that that was that was probably two oh three the latest maybe two thousand two. Yeah, because I think I think that's when I that was they kind of were on my radar was when Maladroit came out because I remember the video, I remember seeing the video for Dope Nose on on like late night MTV and then the Keep Fishing video was just all over MTV, like they played that video so much because of the Muppets, so I remember that that also like spearheaded me wanting to go back and listen to Weezer because. I like both of those videos and I love the song Dope Nose. So that's, I remember that's why I went back and listened to, to Pinkerton and Blue and, and then Green in, in its entirety. And the Maladroit was, at the time, was very disappointing. But that's, that, that's a different discussion for another day. But That is true. That was, I was also very disappointed with Maladroit when I first heard it. Everybody was, to be honest. But that was another little sleeper too. That's, that's uh, you know. Yeah. It yeah, gets right. better with age. But anyway, we're not talking about any of their first four records. We're talking about their ninth record. Their Five, record. Six, seven, eighth record. We're not talking about their ninth their record. Their ninth record. Their, everything will be all right in the end. Like I said, it came out in 2014. And uh, what are your initial thoughts on this one? So I stopped kind of caring about Weezer mm-hmm. after Red. I stopped following okay. Weezer, once Weezer. Hurley, Weezer once Hurley came out. So when Red hit, I thought that the, that the greatest man in the world, I thought, or the greatest man that ever lived, I yeah. thought that was phenomenal. Like, that was so damn good. But even then, I, I just, I don't know, I thought the other out the songs were, were okay. And coming mm-hmm. off Make Believe, 
like that was I think that came out right before we graduated, and like I oh, loved make-believe? it. Yeah, yeah, make believe did. Yeah, it was our senior year. Like I loved it. I loved it so much, but I don't know. I, I, after Red came out, I kind of stopped caring too much because Ratitude, I I thought was was I don't know, it was okay. And then Hurley was the last time I really followed Weezer. So I didn't catch everything will be all right in the end until we almost started like getting into our pod days and Mm -hmm. re-ranking the albums or at least listening to the albums. So I had not heard everything will be all right with like a a more keen adult ear years after it was released. It's fair. I mean, that's totally fair because coming off of so many or a few records that are just at the time we're okay, but I, I can totally see why you would not want to come, why you would not want to listen to everything. We'll be it, all right in the end. Because it was just like, I, I heard it and I was like, okay. I mean, that's, I, I listened to it just because it was Weezer. Yeah. You know, like, like but you we weren't invested. Like you no, not at all. It was, it was like in the background. It's like, I, I totally get what you mean. Like when you're, you only follow a band just because you, you love so, some of their work. So you just kind of half-ass listen. Yeah. It's, I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's that's like the first time I I heard it. This this last the last time we did the blue versus Pinkerton debate because we did it twice. I think we did it just you and I. Then we had friend of the pod David on, yeah, to do it. And then he was on again for Red, right? He did Red with us, and I think he did. Yeah, he he did Red with us. Yeah, okay. I think that was it. And that's yeah. when we that's when that's when I really got into it and, and listened to it and. and and thought that this was uh, this was a lost this was like a lost album, and it was it was fun. It was a nice listen, and this week was a was a good listen. But the first time, the first time I listened to it, I I just kind of was like, okay, that's fine. There's a lot of good stuff here. I get it. But then mm-hmm. when it when I really kind of sat down with it and, and picked some stuff apart, there's some stuff on here. There's a chorus in in this album that is not only the best chorus lyrically on this album. But oh, no. possibly like, oh, one of the best things Weezer's ever done. Oh my God! Since that, since that Pinkerton, is a bold since Pinkerton. Why not just in general? Because it's only good because of Pinkerton. Oh, uh, oh, I think I know what I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, dude, some 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 things in here, I, I was I was just I was blown away with some of the little the little nuances of this album. I think are what I would really give its give it to give it its charm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, my my whole thing with this record, I I was kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I kind of had written Weezer off. Like, I like I like some of Hurley. I like some of Death to False Metal. I remember listening to those a few times. And then this album came out, and I I remember exactly where I was when I listened to it. I was at I was drive I was living in Irvine, and I was driving to Del Taco, and I was waiting in line at Del Taco in the drive through and this, this album was playing and, I'm, and it started off good, whatever I'd heard back to the shack first. Cause that was the first single before the album came out. And I liked that song. And then the album was just going along and then Cleopatra came, came on that song came on and I was just, I was floored. I, I mean, I just fell in love with that song. And then from that moment on, I was just absolutely hooked to this record and then getting to the, to the, to the three, to the three part saga at the end of the record like that sealed the deal for me when I listened to it the first time. I I was just kind of like blown away when I heard this record. I, I didn't think that they had it in them anymore up to this point, because after <laughs> what we heard on rat, like, like we said, like what we heard on Ratitude, Hurley and death to false metal, like this is like 
so different, so different from those records, but in, in all the positive ways. So that's kind of my my backstory on this record, and I I think it's it's fantastic. To me, there are no stinkers, and I will say this right now: every song is a banger. You see, okay, so this is a perfect album for you, but you don't throw that perfect album out that much, like you said. I don't. But you're gonna no, do it I again don't. tonight. That's fine. Um, so I I don't agree that everything is a banger on this album. Everything is not a banger on this album, no. But it was ranked number three on your, your rankings. So. Because there are no stinkers. There That's are correct. definitely no stinkers. But no, there's like three or four songs I just thought were kind of okay. <sighs> okay. Um, it's funny too because I mean, the, the most okay song that I, that I thought was Cleopatra. <laughs> really? I, really? Honestly, I don't even know what it is about the song. I just don't. I just don't really care for it. I just. That's so interesting. I thought you'd really like it, but it, that has all not. of the hallmarks of things that I would like. It's got like acoustic stuff. It's got a harmonica. There's a lot yeah. of things in here. It's and got I some and pacing I hate, changes. I hate those two things. I don't. And like the, just the way he says Cleopatra, like Cleopatra. Patra. 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 <laughs> that's <laughs> that's fucking annoying. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I could not. I I could not articulate why I did not really care for this song. I, man, I what I think. Wait, wait, let's um, we'll <laughs> we'll circle back around and get to Cleopatra because that is my my BB. That is my biggest banger. That's your biggest banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cleopatra is my biggest banger. So we'll we'll circle oh, back to just this. Just when I thought you couldn't get any <laughs> dumber. Oh, just wait. No, just wait. I'm gonna say something that you're gonna. Oh, jeez. Just wait. That's funny. Uh, so let let's go with um. What uh, actually? Actually, what are your other two okay songs? Just out of curiosity. Uh, just starting from the top, ain't got nobody. I think is an okay, okay song. Fair. Uh, eulogy for a rock band. This, I just couldn't quite make this a banger, so I I listed as an okay. But this was like an okay slash banger. And okay, then that's fair. Uh, Da Vinci. Da Vinci's the last okay song for me. Okay. Interesting. It's fun. It's good. It's great. It's fantastic. But yeah. I, I, I think just like, I guess real quick, Da Vinci, the verses I think are fucking goddamn catchy. The song is a very like pork and beans feel to me. Yeah, it's it does. Instruments and that goofy riff, like the one, two, that dun, dun before the chorus hits. Very yeah, pork and beans. That's what I, that's what I put down in my notes too. Was the pork and beans? I for like sure. lyrics, though. I I think a lot of lyrics on this whole album are, are pretty cool too. I I mean, it's good do stuff. you want to? Well, I mean, let, let's let's just briefly touch on Da Vinci. This is my seventh banger, so I will just throw that out there right now. Uh, what do you think about the whistling part in the song? It's fine. I think it, I think it goes well with the goofy kind of tone of this song. Yeah. It is a very goofy song. It's just because that, like in the bridge, like the bridge is layer on layer on layer, right? It's the chorus. It's it's just like the chorus vocals and then the backing vocals and then they double time it. So mm-hmm. like everything about this song is just kind of like building on itself, but still being goofy. Yeah. And I, I think it's weird because I, I think the song is about him being obsessed with someone that he hasn't even met. Like yeah, he, he's he's at a loss for words because when he tries to talk to this person, he has nothing to say because he's never even talked to him, and he's got priors for this, right? Mm, he wrote yeah, a whole song true. about this. Pink Triangle <laughs> was an entire song written about how he was obsessed with somebody that he never even met. He even daydreamed about like marrying this person. So I, I don't know. That's yeah, cool. that's what I got. That's what I got too. It's it's about a girl that 
is just so perfect that he doesn't even believe she's real. And then that goes along with what you're saying. Like maybe she actually isn't real and he's just completely making this all up. But then like the so last I've, part, the last line, I just didn't understand the, 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 you guys are amazing part that, that part. It's like the last line and it's, it's, it's hidden in, 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 in the instrumentals and it's the last line of the song. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's some woman. She's like, you guys are amazing. I, I, just, I don't, I don't get that. I don't remember that part at all, to be honest. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't understand it. Maybe it's just him like imagining somebody complimenting, complimenting them. I don't I, know. Dude, I, I don't know either. Yeah, but it was an okay song. It's a, it's a seventh banger. It's a, it's a seven B for sure. Uh, okay. So Da Vinci. Oh, also Da Vinci too. That was um, the, the whistling part I wanted to bring up too, because Rick Ocasek, the producer, he, uh, he hated that part. Like he did not want the whistling in, in the song. He thought it was awful, but the band obviously overrode him and, you know, they added it, but it, it's interesting that of all people, he was the one that didn't want the whistling. It I, seems very much up his alley, but whatever. I think it's weird that this whole album, this whole concept was supposed to be like Weezer getting back to their roots, getting back to like their, their non mainstream sound and, and getting back to what, like what made Weezer Weezer. But then they brought in Rick Ocasek who did green album and, and blue and, but, but green album was a call like like a callback to Pinkerton, like Pinkerton sucked, and so they brought back Rick again, who had so much success yeah. with Blue, to help them revitalize their career. And it's like if they wanted a more raw sound and they wanted to to, to bring it back to their roots, like why not just self produce? True, but I also feel like with, with that they wanted they they brought Rick Brat Rick Brack they <laughs> they fuck they brought <laughs> they brought Rick back to do Green because they they felt that Pinkerton was so bad and they wanted to go back to blue. But then at that point, it was four years after Pinkerton. And at that point, everybody wanted Pinkerton again. So then they were disappointed when what they got was like kind of like a almost half-assed blue. I think that's what it was. Like they, they read the fans wrong because at that point, people loved Pinkerton. I that's thought it was my, weird. That's my thought on it. It turned out but fine. It turned out good. Great. Yeah, just, green's good. I just thought, it, no, I mean, like even bringing him back, though, I thought was, I don't know, I, th- I just thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, but it worked well in this album. This album, I think he did a really good job. Honestly, well, one, this is... Like one of the last things he did, too, kind of before he died, so that's... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so. Da Vinci is my 7B. So what is your, um, let's let's start with our BBs, then, because we already talked about your okay. Okay, so my, my BB, my 1B is Lonely Girl. Okay, that's... Guitar. Okay. All right. Just uh, this is a very fifty sounding song. Like like I like I, Weezer can do that sound really well because Rivers has such a phenomenal singing voice, alive and on record. So he can pretty yeah. much do anything. And we'll get into it a little bit later why he does so well with duets because he does do really well with duets and there's a reason for it. But this is a fucking I'm interested in your theory. This is a banger of a song. And the guitars are so much heavier, but the feeling is is kind of still there. It's still, you know, it's 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 pleading, and that's yeah. it, go, it goes along with like the lyrics and the chord progression is super simple, like their blue days. The guitars, mm-hmm. the guitar. Did I say guitar? You said guitar, I think. Guitar, guitar, guitar. I think the guitar solo has the same tone as they did in Green, and that sounds great. I love that. 
And but like the bridge, dude, the bridge. I even timestamp this. <laughs> I'm lonely, dude. It's so oh, fucking it's really good. good. And Pat it's with really that phenomenal good. drum roll in, like when Pat <laughs> when Pat does his little fills, he yeah. he's so tight. He is so like precise. It's they're not like extravagant or crazy. They're just they're just like a a, a glimpse of how great a drummer Pat is in a time yeah. in a band where he's never really. I don't want to say aloud, but he's never really going crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I totally see what you mean there. But 155, if you started at 155. Blink 155. You'll hear it. Don't ever say that in this podcast again. <laughs> so I shouldn't even start it from the beginning. Just go straight to 155. If then. you just start it, if you say here it is at 155 and then start it, then we'll know. Okay, so here's, uh, here's Lonely Girl starting at uh, 155. Lonely Girl, the end of Lonely Girl from Weezer. Dude, Should how, I just start it from the beginning too? How good is that? Like it's no, it's fantastic. Good. That that little part right there pretty much sums up like the entirety of Weezer's career. Every good thing they've ever done, you can hear <laughs> in that one little part. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's fucking crazy. It definitely sums it all up for sure. Well, so, do you chills. want to start from the beginning, or do you just want to? What do you want to do? We can keep going. I I got plenty of other stuff. We, I got six more, seven more bangers to play. Oh my god! And none of them are Cleopatra. No. Unbelievable. Nope. No, I love Lonely Girl though. It's a banger. Total banger. Lonely Girl. So let's see here. Let's move on then from Lonely Girl. Let's. Um. I guess we can get into my one B. Your okay song. I guess whatever. Right. So Cleopatra. Cleopatra is my favorite song on this record. And this is what's going to make you mad, Jeff. This is this is actually Weezer's fourth best song ever. <laughs> You're so dumb. You make a lot of yeah, it's, you make you making a lot of dumb statements tonight. <laughs> it's their I, fourth best. I think you've just been drinking. You're saying things you might regret, which is fine because so you've been so drinking. Me, so so let me tell you the top five Weezer songs. Number one is clearly American Gigolo. Duh. Uh, number two is Surf Wax. Duh. Number three is Get You, duh. Uh, number four is Cleopatra, duh. And number five is If if You, oh my God. If You Don't Even Know Weezer Songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that stupid fucking Ratitude song. I love that song. But yeah, those, that's top five Weezer. Take it or leave it. I, I, take it. Dude, I can name fucking 10 songs better just from the Blue and Pinkerton era. <laughs> Fuck it. I can, I, I can name probably five to seven songs better that were just B-sides from the Blue and Pinkerton era. No, you can't do that. You can't do that because Dude, it's wrong. Boom. Lullaby for Wayne. Better. Paperface. No. Better. Michael oh, paper and Carly. Better. I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. Better. Devotion. No. Better. No. Long Time Sunshine. Uh-oh. No. No. We're, we're talking about... No, 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 no. You You're gave right. your love to me softly. Oh my God, that solo better. No, 
not as good as Cleopatra. Do you want me to keep going? I'll keep going. I'll go all day. No, I, I mean, no, we're, we're not we're not talking about <laughs> Weezer B-sides. We're talking about Cleopatra on this album, Everything Will Be All Right in the End. They're, they're 1B. They're BB on this record. I can no, probably I, fucking I, name I, five non-Weezer songs but by band members from Weezer that are better than Cleopatra. But you can't. So, because you're wrong. I, I mean, I could. But you're not. You're not going to say them. Okay. Friends of P is better. <laughs> but, but no, come on, man. What? It's so weird that you don't like Cleopatra. It, that, like you said before, the the acoustic guitar, the harmonica, two things I don't like, especially acoustic guitar in within a band setting. But it's his it's his vocal melody in that verse. It's so soft and it's so subtle, and it's something I've never ever heard him do before. And it just it can it it hooked me instantly, like how just like beautiful it sounded it just sounded I, I have no other words for his his vocals and during those verses it's just so it's so weird it's so different and then the super catchy chorus the cleopatra part like you you were making we were making fun of it earlier with how he says cleopatra but it's catchy like you can't Cleo deny that Patra. Patra. it's so stupid but it's so much fun to sing and then the the breakdown, the the heavy heavy guitar chugging, the lyrics there are stupid because he's just like counting. But uh, it's just it's a it's a perfect song. It's such a fucking banger. Honestly, I don't I don't know why I don't like this song. I don't know either. It makes no sense. In like my it, notes, I, I wrote like two sentences, and then my third sentence was, "I can't articulate why I don't like this." There's no, there's no reason why you would I don't like understand. It. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. How bizarre! But let's uh, let's play oh, a little bit a of Cleopatra. That is a very good song. A very very good song. So here's uh, here's Cleopatra from Weezer. Show me. 
There's Cleopatra from Weezer. <laughs> Man, dude, how I still don't get it. There's so many parts in here. The the noodling the 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 noodling on the guitar. It's like it's just the perfect amount, uh, and just the build up into that. Uh, the, just the build up, you know, you have the the first two verse, you have the two verses, the two choruses, and then it just kind of like it kind of like explodes, and then it goes into that into that fucking break, that chuggy breakdown, man. Dude, I'm not. Oh. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try and like rationalize it. It just doesn't make any sense. I I know, and and usually I'm pretty good about pointing out why I like or don't like something, but this one had me stumped. Yeah, I. I this one had me stumped. I was stumped. I got got. Maybe you need to listen to it ten more times. That's not going to happen. Why? 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 This is your my, favorite band? Because my Weezer this playlist is, is already fucking way too long, and I, I have to constantly like edit out songs, so it's not this huge long playlist like my Blink playlist. So, hey, 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 Well, yeah, that's Cleopatra, and lyrically, I feel like this is one of the more mature songs for him, especially on this record outside of like foolish father but this one talks about like the end of a long relationship with somebody and just kind of understanding that the love isn't there anymore and that both people just need to you know start a new life elsewhere like like it's not even like a he doesn't even like mention that it's like a bad relationship it's just like it's run its course and that's it and i kind of like that it's it's not mean-spirited it's not him feeling sorry for his for himself it's just him being mature. I like that a lot. It's very mature, very self-aware. And I guess a lot of it was inspired by the Shakespeare play. What was it? Antony and Cleopatra or something like that? Yeah. The song uh, references a lot of the stuff from that that Shakespeare play, but I've never obviously read it. But Mark Mark Anthony, isn't he the bass player from Van Halen? <laughs> Mark Anthony? I Mark Anthony's so. a singer. Wait. No, wait. What's what's the guy from Van Halen? Oh, his Mike not, Anthony. Not, it's Mike Anthony. My, Michael Anthony. Yeah, Michael, Michael Anthony. Anthony. Michael Anthony. Yeah. Mark Anthony is the, the singer who was married to J-Lo, to Jennifer Lopez, the Latin singer. Is he? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. I, I don't even J-Lo remember. Was, well, she's married to, married to A-Rod. A-Rod now. Now she is. But oh, oh, he was. Him, yeah, he was. Prior to A-Rod, she was with Mark Anthony for a long time. Let me see a picture of Mark Anthony. See if, yeah. see if he's Ugly motherfucker. Enough. Ugly motherfucker. Hell, he is. He's got like sunken eyes. And big yeah, and he's like super short. Like he's he's an ugly dude. Oh, dude. He, oh, this guy makes bangers too, dude. He's got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of albums too. Oh, that's I right. know, but most of them are in Spanish though. I think they're mostly Spanish speaking. They're probably Almost. so good. They're probably so danceable. Oh, man. You love <laughs> you love that that style for sure. I love dancing. All right. So to be <laughs> Two B, not two B. That is the question. Um, let me let me scroll. Let me scroll. I've had it up to here. Okay, that's a good one. Good one. I've had it up to here. This one, this one was weird. This had a weird intro. The whole thing kind of sounded weird to me. Like the strumming pattern was weird, and the vocals, everything was just kind of weird. But when the melody and the verse kicked in, like it Mm -hmm. was, it was so fucking good, and it made everything make sense. And then after yeah. that, you couldn't unhear it. It's very good. He, the the high the high notes that he hits are really good. It's just I that that it. weird strumming pattern got me for a second. Yeah. I just I was like, dude, this sounds dumb. Like this is, this sounds like they don't even know what they're doing. And then, 
you know, you realize that Rivers always knows what he's doing. True. But he also had a co-writer on this song. There's a co-writer and on the all, fucking half yeah, of on these a lot songs. Of them, like half the record. Yeah, half the record he has Chodes. a co-writer. Yeah. But Justin Hawkins, Justin Hawkins co-wrote this song and he's the singer and guitarist for uh, The Darkness. So I think that's kind of where you get that kind of more extravagant kind of sound on this song, especially during the bridge. It, it sounds like Queen. The bridge sounds like it could be a Queen song, like a mild Queen song. And uh, but no, it, I, I think the song is great. It's it's my eight banger, but it's a solid song. It's my fucking forty five banger. So this 45 one, uh, banger. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the one I I alluded to earlier about the chorus being fucking so good. So so like this is the best part of the song album, and and even like Weezer post Pinkerton, and and that's that's when he's talking about that he gave us something but we just weren't ready like he gave us he gave us pinkerton but we weren't ready he poured his heart and soul into it and we scoffed at it and he was hurt and he got hurt for a long time he was wounded and he never recovered and people still say things like they'll never be good as pinkerton days people still say that shit to him like me yeah i feel bad now because (laughs) because like it clearly still hurts him and this is like some of the most aggressive chorus vocals like he's ever done like he's mm. he's almost like mad and he's a very passive dude even yeah. even with like the father stuff and how forgiving he is and how how introspective he is on the entire concept of fatherhood it's it's unbelievable but his aggression in his vocals in the chorus i think it hurt dude they hurt it cut me it made me think like <laughs> i i am not giving rivers a fair kit a, a fair shake and i felt bad Okay, it made me feel bad. I I know I totally understand it. He, this is uh this is also one of those songs like where he's being more mature. It's not. I think overall though, the, this album is much more mature than what he was doing on Blue and Pinkerton, which makes sense because he's much older. But that's what also makes this album really good is that like it's a good hybrid of their old style mixed with maturity and. This this song is really good. It, it 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 means something. It really really means something. It's very vulnerable, why, which he's always done, but in a different way. Why Pinkerton was so good was because it was just raw emotion. It was just he had he felt something and then he just said it. What makes yeah. this one so good was now that he's older and he's experienced life, he feels something, he thinks about it, and then he says it. He doesn't hide what the feeling is. He just He's just articulating the feeling better now. Yeah. It's still like the same feeling though. And that's, that's what this song like really cut me. He's okay. So in the chorus, he says, I tried to give my best to you, but you plugged up your ears and now I just can't take no more. I've had it up to here. Like he's still yeah. hurting from the hurt of Pinkerton. <laughs> like what is this like tw- <laughs> uh, 15 years later or yeah, about 16 years later. It's crazy. It's, Oh, it's just yeah. crazy to think like how how different are how different people are with their own emotions and how they deal with 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 defeat and and things yeah. like that and, and the trials and tribulations that people go through and especially Weezer like their ups and downs and and Pinkerton is just like that's what makes Pinkerton so damn good but that's also what makes this also so damn good. It's his mm-hmm. ability to reflect but still kind of keep those same tones, kind of keep those same feelings, those, those 
those father issues that aren't just about his father, but are now seeping into his personal life and thinking, am I that same person to my kids? And yeah, that, and just, dude, they, that's what elevates this this entire record just oh, into such a more mature, I don't know, a more mature feeling. It's just crazy that you've never you never really see this kind of maturity or you never really see like this kind of like earnestness within his music between Pinkerton and this. There's no real earnest kind of songs, you know, or like albums as a whole. Like everything's just kind of goofy after Pinkerton. But he really like lays it out on this record. It's really cool. It's very, very cool. And I think that's like you said, that's what makes it kind of a really good record and a really honest record. Like this is just him being straight up and forward. It's great. He's fantastic. Him and the band are best when they're just kind of being themselves. And when he, he accepts cause he's had such a weird non rock star life and he yeah. lives a very non rock star life. And so when he just, when he just accepts it, I guess, and translates that into his music, it's really good. Because he yeah, is instead a fant- of trying to be like a party song or something. Yeah, because he's a fantastic musician. He can rip it better than like most guitarists out there. He's fantastic and he's very yeah. talented. But when he tries to do things like what he was trying to do on Pacific Daydream and Black, and trying to do just straightforward pop songs, it just comes out inauthentic and and just not good. That's true. And and like what I've I've said it in the past about Weezer they what they do best is do the really good pop melodies and pop music over a heavy beat or a heavy a heavy metal type song like that's what's always been their charm is that they 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 for some reason ride that fine line so well and it just sounds so good but when once you make them strictly a pop band their music is just mediocre at best yeah you have to have that push and pull of the the metal with those pop melodies. Like for whatever reason, it works so well with this band. I just don't get it. It, it is it's weird so bizarre. because you're right, dude. Like a lot of their guitars are so crunchy. They're so yeah. distorted stuff. You would hear in a metal band. Exactly. But they like, play and then, slow and, that, and, and, and that dates no back sense. all the way. That dates all the way back to Pinkerton. Some, some blue, but mostly Pinkerton. There's some, big heavy stuff on there i mean look at just uh tired of sex just a big drum beat and then the synth like that shouldn't work but it does and it's so heavy and you throw his pop melody over it 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 just fucking works and it clearly it translates on this record as well it's fantastic so should i play a little bit of this song yeah here's um i've had it up to here from weezer
there it is. I've had it up to here from Weezer. And that bridge, you can hear the Queen influence so much. It's crazy. It's good, though. It's, it's, it's Weezer being able to still keep you on your toes within one song. So the first verse, like I said, it was kind of weird pacing in that mm. strumming patterns, a little off. But when he comes in with that with that strong melody, like it, it all makes sense. And then the second verse comes in, so you're kind of waiting for that melody to hit again. And they yeah. layer in like the chorus vocals to just add so add even good. add even more complexity to it, and it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, and then just, I mean, as cheesy as it is, it works really well. Like the 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 last line of the chorus when he says, "I've had it up to here." Like he he sings in a higher range or a higher octave, I guess, and just to have that go along with like the lyrics, like just is so cheesy and dumb, but it works so well and it it sounds so good in this song. <sighs> but it's your forty forty five or banger, so that's fine though. Yeah, it's my my eighth banger, but you know it happens. You don't like it, it so. No, uh, it's what a is what is song. your what is your two B since you don't like that one? Uh, the British are coming. Of course, I love this one. It's my 6B. Oh, come on. Come on. It's my 6B. It's fantastic. His vocals during the chorus are so cool. Are just so dumb. But they're really cool. I like it a lot. I can't I can't even try to sing Ooh, it. No, I, that was good. Do it again. <laughs> I can't even I can't even try to do it. It's so stupid. I think it's a strong chorus. Uh, a, a little goofy it's a really repetition. Chorus. But good. Yeah. But good. It is. And then the 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 lyrics the lyrics in this song are just about Paul Revere's Midnight Ride, about how Paul Revere was the one who went and told everybody that literally the British are coming to attack during the Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War. And this is just him kind of telling that story in a way, but also kind of subtly referencing stuff about his father. It's an interesting song. And I just think outside of the lyrics, it's just it's one of the catchiest ones on the entire record, especially with the that chorus. I just can't get over that chorus. Damn. And the the guitar solo too, it's so yeah, there's distortion on it, but it's like crisp. It's a crisp distortion that he has on that during that solo. It's just it's so nice. It sounds so it's like butter. That solo butter. specifically reminds me of Pinkerton B side days. It's <sighs> slow, dramatic, heavy. It's got its own little melody in there. It reminds yeah. me of like the "You Gave Your Love to Me Softly" solo. Like that's that's that what song. it reminds me of, and I love it. Ah, that's great. But this is what your six B, right? Yeah, it's my six B. Man, what a what a good one. What a, what a banger this one is. Uh, doesn't so there's a line in the lyrics on this song. I'm trying to remember what it is. I didn't write, I'm an idiot. I didn't write it down. Idiot. Well, we, yeah, we got I know. we get all told. He's you talking that. about that's he's talking about the new. the candle in the window. What is he? Um, oh, like that CCR I, reference? Was that? Oh, that's what it was. Put I don't know why. A candle in yeah. The I for whatever reason I put in my notes. I said the the candle the candle part is that a throwback to Pinkerton? But where did he? But I don't remember him saying. Is that there a in part song. in Pinkerton, or am I just confusing it with CCR? You probably like can. I don't, I don't remember him I saying might be the candle it. in the window in this song, but that, possibly. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. I I'm totally, probably. I dude, I totally thought the Redcoats are coming. The the British are coming is, mm-hmm. is him. I don't think, dude. Like I, Rivers never does a song like this. Coming off, I've had it up to here. 
I just mm-hmm. I, I think there's something more to it than just on the surface. Rivers is too good. He's too good for just that. I th- I th- I think this is talking about some type of maybe like like bandwagoners that are jumping on board with like every new popular Weezer release, but not not really like understanding Weezer as a whole or, or not accepting Weezer no matter what. And and I don't know, man. I it's possible that could be one interpretation. I just, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Rivers is that basic. I don't think he's a basic BZ to just straight up talk about Paul Revere. Yeah, I mean, people have said that this is also like because th- this album was like kind of loosely a, a concept album, where the end of the record is like the the three song opus, I guess you can say, and this is kind of like the int- introduction of that person. I forgot the what's the name of the person. I don't know. It, it's it. Some, it's yeah. It's very loosely. It's very loosely a reference to the end of the album, but I don't. I don't see it. I really don't at all. Except maybe like I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know the what, what it's referencing. To be honest, I, I think I think like the concept of this album is just is just Weezer trying to come back and and please themselves musically. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. I feel like it was the one little maybe negative thing I have to say is that the album is a little unfocused because if it seems like they wanted to make a concept record, but according to like the end of the record, but they kind of abandoned that idea and they only kept a part of the concept record. I think it was supposed to be much bigger than what it ended up being thematically. And that's why we have that, that three song opus at the end, but who knows, who knows at this point. And then I also read too that this album, they had they had like two hundred songs to choose from, and they whittled it down to what we have here. Like, how can you have two hundred fucking songs? And I this mean, is I what don't know, the, dude. Rivers, I mean, I, the dude writes so much music, and he, I know he's prolific, but like two hundred songs that the fuck out of here with your Omar's over here, Omar Rodriguez like Lopez Ayala's. Get out of here! <laughs> but two hundred songs the same that were song even two hundred times. But 200 songs that were even like in the pot of being chosen to be on a record. Come on. Come on. That's insane. I mean, I, to be fair, I probably think it was, it was they're considering like one riff to be a song. They, Hey, here's a cool riff. Let's extrapolate. Let's build a song off of this. So I would think that if they had a cool riff, that would be a song. And given that, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here, but or maybe just like a loose melody with with a riff. Maybe yeah. that would be considered a song. Given yeah, that, maybe. I, it's not it's not unheard of because Rivers, dude, Rivers had so much in the bank throughout his yeah. his early career. I mean, yeah, first you, five I mean, albums. Yeah, especially well, especially Blue and Pinkerton, all the B sides that came off of those. Dude, There's you remember too, like like in high school or right out of high school, when. Like the only time I ever I ever really downloaded music a lot was was a lot of like the Weezer B side stuffs, and yeah. all of those songs that I downloaded eventually made it to the Alone sessions that he released as actual albums. Yeah, I remember that. And dude, there was I think he released like three albums of of you know fifteen songs a piece that was like just him, just like acoustic stuff. One talking mm-hmm. about chess, like chess is such a difficult game. So many pieces. Like that's that's what he writes. He writes so everything. Dumb. It is so he dumb, does. but it's sketchy. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. Irritatingly catchy. 
He just writes like melodies and just puts stupid lyrics in front of it. I mean, we see it so much. Beverly Hills is a perfect example of that. That's a stupid melody. Stupid lyrics, a but it's a catchy melody. Stupider. No, it's not. But you know it is a catchy. Oh, it's come not. on. It's you not. Know, you it's know not. you catch yourself singing Beverly Hills. Get I would never. If I did, I would, I would take a long walk off a short pier. But That's since stupid. I can swim, it would make no sense because I would just swim back. <laughs> True. It, okay, I'm going to play shark it. Infested. I'm going to play The British Are Coming. Here we go. By Weezer. Welcome to the first level literati. Our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? There you go. The British are coming from Weezer. Banger, man. Banger after banger on this record. See, I think like he's, it's not just like a Paul Revere song because when he talks about the punk ass red coats. Yeah. I think it's him trying to be like passive aggressive. Like he doesn't want to fully confront the haters or the bandwagoners or like the record labels that want to come in and cash in once again on, on Weezer's success. So yeah. he, he masks it with this story. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I, I think it's, I, I think it is something more subtle going on in his lyrics. It's, he's not going to just write a, a commemorative song. He would never, like how many times have, have, have has Rivers ever cussed in a song? Like maybe five yeah, <laughs> if that less, <laughs> he never ever cusses. No, 
That's absolutely true. That's a good but, song, though. Yeah, it is fantastic. But yeah, other than that, I got I got nothing else to say about this one. I don't think. Okay, that that was your three B. That was my two B. Damn your two B. Okay, that was my two B. What's your What's your three B then? My three B is go away. Go away, go, go away. away. <laughs> Cute little <laughs> lovers quarrel type song. Yes, you know? it's all right. Oh, it's so good. It's fine. It's come on, and it's good. The, he's okay. So like, this is what I was talking about. Like Rivers, the duet thing, very well. And the reason why Rivers can do pretty much any duet with anybody is because he is the vanilla of the duet. Even though he has a phenomenal voice, he has a lot of range, he's a great singer, there's no like mm-hmm. there's no there's no pizzazz in his voice. He's very vanilla. And yeah, sometimes. That's why he can let anybody else kind of do their own thing and let them shine while still providing just a solid backing. Mm. And that's what he does. I mean, she she is the the highlight of the song. When she goes, stupid boy. Because <laughs> he very, lets her be the highlight of the song. It's almost like, it's very snotty sounding, but it makes sense within, in the context of the lyrics. Like she, she's the good one. She's the good part of the relationship. She's the one, he's the bad guy in this song, which is also weird because normally he, he, he is the, he is the bad guy, but he doesn't see himself as the bad guy. But in this song, he knows he's the bad guy and he just kind of like accepts it. And like he, he knows he's wrong and he's just apologizing to her in this song, which is kind of weird for him. But even like, because it is weird, you're right. He, he, he sees himself as the bad guy, but not in the sense that we would see ourselves as the bad guy. He mm. would see himself as the bad guy. Like, Oh, I was not, I was not attentive enough. I was not compassionate enough. He's not a real bad guy. I don't think he's ever done anything really horrible in his life. But so, in this song, but in this song, it's him. He was the one who cheated on her, so, which is also well, so weird. That see that I don't know. There's just no way. No, again, that this is another this is another way for Rivers to maybe um, I don't know passively talk about something else, but. There's no way, given given everything he's done before and after, and his personal life and everything else. This is either yeah. just a total a total fabrication, and it's just all in jest. Or I don't know. I there's no way. I don't think so. There's think no way Rivers were... has ever cheated, and if it is cheating, it was probably in the vein of like, oh, that girl looks attractive. Fuck, I just cheated. Like that, that, you know, like that type of, I don't know. But also this is, we, we talked, like we talked about this album is very vulnerable for him and it's him like apologize. This album kind of seems like too, like it's him apologizing to, to everybody in his personal life because he, he did something fucked up and like what we're talking about, like in, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but foolish father, it's like him apologizing, apologizing to his kids because he doesn't want to be like the fuck up that his dad was. So he's, He's like he's talking. He's apologizing for the, like things that he did in his past that were questionable or fucked up, and I feel like this is an extension of that because there could there there could have been a time where he did cheat on the girl, and I mean, he probably no, did. Who no knows? way. Yeah. No, I think he did. No way. You honestly believe that Rivers? Yeah. Says no, I ever, believe that. No, you're crazy. Yeah. No, I, you're just saying because, that for the purpose think, of this song. No but way. But no, go go back go back to stuff on Pinkerton. Pinkerton. He talks about like just kind of. 
a point of point of his life in a point of his no in a point of his life like he was just like hooking up with random girls and he was that's he not was, cheating no it wasn't and but he, he could have had himself a, for it no too. but what I'm, that's what i'm saying like he at that point he could have had a girlfriend back home but he cheated on her and the guilt was so strong he didn't really want to talk about it until now like he's apologizing for past past shittiness you know or shittiness if, in if, his past if anything in pinkerton he was he was in love with his now wife who yeah. who he wasn't even with at the time but still loved her but was sleeping around with everybody else and maybe he thought that was cheating i just think like the standards that that rivers has as to like a normal despicable human being are vastly different and, and his, I, I, I agree with you to an extent, yeah. And his cheating is is just like uh, what's sad to even like say, but is probably just like a normal thing that most people do because of, dude. I, I just I picture Rivers as just this very childish, emotionally underdeveloped dork. person. He's just a straight up dork. Yeah, he's, that's what I, he is. I hate to use that <laughs> word because like, what does that even fucking mean? But yeah, he's a dork. But there's also like no better word to describe him he's a dork yes, he is a dork but it's like but it's so positive like it's it, in with him it's like such a positive thing to call him that because there's nothing there's nothing else to call him but it's like in <laughs> like the nicest way cuz he's done like everything he's done in his life is is like great right like yeah. raising a family being smart being educated being a phenomenal musician keeping out of like the spotlight and in, in, in celebrity gossip, like just like everything this dude does is just fucking great. But I think but outside because of that, he's so, he's so because he's so normal. I think that's, that's what, that's what like mm. brings him down, but it shouldn't bring him down, but it just does. No. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. Um, but go away. Also go away is my third banger as well. So we agreed on something. I mean, it's 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 no. I just threw out the love of my dreams, but it's it's a good duet. <laughs> it is no, it is really good. And the the girl who sings on it is uh, Bethany Cosentino, Cosentino, and she's the singer from the band The Best Coast. Best Coast. I've heard of them, but I've never heard their music. But they're they're back and forth, and their duet is really good. It's they just it's uh, a good throwback. They just put out like a record store day release. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Really, I don't know anything about them outside of her being on a Weezer song. But it's also it ha, the song also has like that '50s vibe to it. The duet '50s vibe. It's it's a very sweet sounding song. Put uh, put up against like kind of dark lyrics. I I know you don't agree with that, obviously because we just talked about it. But that's kind of what gives the song its cool charm. Is is that the happiness with the sadness? That's what but, the. That's that's what they do. That's what they do well. But they really, really do. they do like everything well. For the most part, yeah, except for pop music. That's the only thing they don't do well. But here's uh here's a bit of the song Go Away from Weezer.
the the Motown drumming that that Pat does is so good. It's so basic. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Good stuff, man. It good is stuff. good. It's just, I don't know. It's it's so happy. It's so happy. This, <laughs> yeah. this song, this album is just so fucking good. I'm I'm really happy that you like you actually like this record because you were so indifferent about it for so long. Yeah. Like I can't believe that you ranked it this high. Honestly, I can't believe you ranked it just below Pinkerton and Blue. That's crazy to me. Well. You know, it it was just below Pinkerton and Blue visually, but it's, it's it's nowhere near Pinkerton and Blue. Well, it's better than Blue. It's above Blue. You're that's so barely. stupid. But I barely. still can't believe you said that. I <laughs> forgot that you said that. That's funny. <laughs> I will okay. So I will say this: like Blue and Blue and this album, everything will be all right. Those two albums are like neck and neck. Like they're they're almost equal in their greatness just this album is just a tiny bit better but then pinkerton is like on another level like it's far beyond this album in blue so it's not like this album would ever be better than pinkerton because it's just not going to happen but it is barely better than blue it's the way she goes no you can't fight it you no can't that, fight was, it. that was no that was good that was a good attempt to justify your shit rankings your your <laughs> srs but no. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, so what is your uh, what's your four B? Foolish father. This is like this is like bottom. This is probably like ten B for me. Foolish father. I love it though. I oh, do love this, this song. Is fucking second to worst song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of the songs that I really like are actually lyric based. Like the reason I like them are because of the lyrics. Yeah, it seems Weird. that way. But um, dude, maybe that's why you don't like Cleopatra. I don't know. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Uh, I love this. I love this jam. It's it's lyrically a heavy song, and it goes well with the music. Sometimes you know Weezer likes to do like the opposites thing, and but the music here is is heavy and chuggy, giving it kind of that sad edge. Mm-hmm. But the chorus brings like a little cheer and a little pop to it, like what the lyrics are dealing with, and. And lyrically, for Rivers to constantly be aware of his strained relationships and how they affect him emotionally and still find it in him to forgive is is beyond admirable. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why I think like Rivers is is dude, it's it, this is like we're we're venturing into like a weird non-sexual crush type of thing with me and Rivers <laughs> at this point. Like like the dude is a perfect person. Like oh, everything, man. everything about him is just absolutely perfect. And to be fair, too, since I've met, we've met several of the band members. Like they're all, they're all, they're so, all so nice. Fucking nice. I mean, I've only ever met Pat. Never met anybody else. You were there with but. with Scott when I had Scott I autograph. Yeah, you. No, were. I, I no. You went to Nam by yourself that day. You were there. I didn't meet Scott. You weren't no. there when I had Scott autograph an album that he wasn't even on. No, I wasn't there. You went. You went. I couldn't go that day. That I couldn't go that day to Nam, and you went by yourself. Damn. Yeah, I was not there for Scott. I was only there when we met Pat at the booth. But other than that, I've and then we were both there at the Weezer show when Rivers were, ran away from us, so we didn't yeah. actually talk to him. Dude, he I bolted. Just, it's it's just this this song is unbelievable, and like the like the best part, my favorite part of the song is the outro, because there is just. 
there's so much emotion in something so stupid and so simple. The kid mm-hmm. singing, and it's like, is that River's inner child telling him that what happened was okay? Don't worry, you'll get over your dad leaving. Is it River's children telling Rivers that it's okay, dude? You're doing a good job. Don't worry about it. Like, what the fuck is that? It's probably both. That's it's, kind of like the the genius behind his lyrics. Oh, it's it's it's, it's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. <laughs> mind blowing. It Come is mind blowing. Rivers is so good. He is. No, I agree. Good. He's a fantastic lyricist. When you, you when he tries, you think he's terrible, but that's no. Funny. Get the fuck out of here. Should we play a little bit of Foolish Father then? Yeah. Okay. Here's a here's a bit of um, Jeff's four B. Here we go. And my ten B. There you go. Foolish father from Weezer. Oh, this good. Okay. I think that's the now, guest that's the guest guitarist. Who's who plays guitar who else plays guitar on it? I don't know. Just some guy from some band I've never heard of. And you know, I was reading something somewhere at some time mm-hmm. about someone. <laughs> no, it was it was it was about this album and, and it was it was like an interview. And it was a response to like all the guest writers and Rivers had said, you know, sometimes we're sitting around with with people that are helping us write. And if that person comes up with a riff or if that person says, like, hey, you should do this next. That means they get, they get like co-writing credits. Oh, OK. That's interesting. But then it made me think, like, why was that person there to begin with? Is that something that the label makes them do? Like, hey we're going to give you X amount of dollars, but you need to have this dude in there with you, or you need to have these te- this team of people in there with you. You know, mm, I think in, I think in this case, I think it was just rivers was hanging out with this guy. 
because it says his name is Patrick Stickles. He's the the singer and and frontman for um, the band called Titus Andronicus. I've never heard of them. Never. Heard of I them. assume you haven't either. But yeah, that that's the he has the other songwriting credit on this. But I mean, maybe it was, he's a friend of his, and they were just hanging out and. That's what it was. So, so he gave him the songwriting credit. So they're like hanging out, and he's like, "All right, I got a riff," and he plays it, and like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Now we got to pay you." Well, maybe it was just like maybe they're friends, and Rivers like, "Hey, I have this song. I want you to hear it. Here it is." And then this guy Patrick was like, "Oh, what if you did this? Like, or maybe it was something like that. Maybe like, oh, it would be cool if you put a solo here. How how about this?" And then they collaborated with like that little guitar riff. And the Rivers plugged like, his ear and said, "No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to pay you." <laughs> Yes. Like, la, 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 I mean, that's like probably that. all it was. It was probably something as simple as that, like just an accident. It probably suggestion. is truly easy to get like songwriting credits in fear of a lawsuit. Had you not put that person on the songwriting credit, could be, or they're just friends, and they he was being a nice guy. It, could it be? It could be a. That's also guy. very possible too, because he's a very I, nice guy. That's more than likely what it was. He just showed his friend a song, and his friend made a suggestion, and that was it. And he was so grateful for it that he gave him a songwriting credit. There you go. Damn, dude. Foolish father, though. Oh. The the song musically oh. is so blue. It with all just like it's all downstrokes. That da na 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 with no palm mutes, just like the oh just that's it. Like it's so simple. But then like you were saying too, the vocally it's just he sounds so sad. Like it's a very melancholy sounding vocal it's very melancholy melancholy sounding vocals with just the the blue downstrokes it's an interesting thing that they never touched upon prior to this not in this sense this was the only song on the album that made me feel the way i do when i listen to pinkerton really yeah and i do i swear like i guess pinkerton, it's just the sadness of it all pinkerton has broke me down before i can listen to Prink, pinkerton and feel pinkerton prinkerton <laughs> prinkerton and come <laughs> off just feeling like so elated and, and above the clouds but then i can yeah. come off pinkerton and just and feel like the biggest piece of shit like ever and this was the only song on the album that made me feel both of those things that's interesting that's so weird it was it was unbelievable it just because i mean this really is the saddest song on this record i feel it is so maybe that's what it is and pinkerton overall is a sad song there are very few high moments in that, on that record. So maybe that's what it is. It's just dude, that chorus is is is, it's such a, it's such a good generational gap between a dad, a son, and like a grandchild. The forgive mm-hmm. your foolish father. He did the best that he could do. It's like damn. Even like it's such a it's such a double entendre, right? Like even though his he he. He's had such a strained relationship. He can still forgive. But at the same time, he's still so worried about doing the same thing to his own kids. Yeah. And it's like that, that emotional toll is, dude, I can't even it's imagine. Rough. I can't even imagine. Yeah, no, it's definitely rough. But good, there you good go. stuff. It is. No, I think it's a fantastic song. Like I said, 10B, but it's a fan. It's a great song. And that's why going back to like my rankings, like a lot of the lyrics is the reason are the reason why I put this above above Hurley, because mm-hmm. Hurley was great. Like I loved Hurley a lot. Hurley's way but, more fun. But nothing, nothing got nothing got this deep. Yeah, this is a this is a great record, man. Absolutely great record. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm mm-hmm. really glad you enjoy mm-hmm. it. 
I'm glad that you said some stupid things that this is better than blue, though. But that's fine. <laughs> it's better than blue. So that's 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 my four B. I mean, I guess we could talk about like the the trilogy and then call it, or if you have I, any other Bs that you want to really get into. It's really interesting that you said that because my four B is the trilogy. Okay. The, it goes those three are one entity, so that's my four B. And I'm I'm good with calling it because we've talked about pretty much everything else, except for like eulogy for a rock band, which is my five B, but we didn't really touch upon it. Um I like I'm I'm okay with that. If, I like I like I like the lyrics on that. But I do too. I don't know. I that song's okay for me. I I like what I like about this one is the the way he he matches up his vocal melody with the car with the guitar with that dun 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 just the yeah. those two notes and just the way he kind of like it's almost like this sadness the way he's singing along with that those two guitar note those two notes and then when you look at the lyrics they could be talking about Weezer's career or another band this that, is totally that Weezer amb- that this amb- is totally Rivers it, it could be because I mean lyrically it talks about you know, the last 20 years of making the music and then just kind of like the, the decline of their career, they never really like went away, but they, it was definitely a decline. They never really reached the peak of blue and maybe even like make believe. Cause that was also very successful as much as you hate it. It was. So it's kind of like him talking about the ups and downs of the, the band. But then he, he's also said, you know, in interviews that, it's about one specific band, but he's not going to say who it was, who it is until that, that person no longer, dies. Until that person dies. Yeah. So who knows at this point, but it's a very, it's a very sad song and it comes across that way vocally as well. And I, I think that's really interesting. It's a good song. I, I think it is, but that's my number five, but yes, let's, uh, let's do the trilogy and wrap it up. So what Call do you got? Up, wrap them up. What do you got? Yeah, so the, the, the Future Scope trilogy, The Wasteland, Anonymous, and then Return to Ithaca, uh, it's cool. It's it's two instrumentals sandwiched uh, with a song in between. And yeah. I think it's, if, if we're talking about Weezer coming back to their roots and, and reinventing themselves and then getting back to like that great sound that everybody knows and loves, then the Return to Ithaca, that that odyssey Homer returning home from his journey that, that makes sense. And, and musically like the song is, is it constantly crescendos its way to end oh, to so like good. an epic would into like an instrumental tale. And that Lee guitar, dude, it fucking shreds. Oh my God. And return to Ithaca. Oh my it God. It shreds. So like, oh, it's so good. Oh, like every, <laughs> every little, every little like trick that any kind of guitarist would want to master hammer-ons, like everything it, it, there's there. Yeah. It is, it is a fantastic, fantastic ending to this entire album. Oh my God, it is. And the, the wasteland, the, the instrumental, and that's the, the first instrumental and it's just kind of like slowly kind of trudges along and it, it, it's a very, very slow burn. It's a slow build. And then you get to anonymous where the vocals come in in that song and it's just it that's where the the really big build starts and then it crescendos toward the end where it's like that it's just that that progression that chord progression 
and the way his vocals just the melody matches up with it so perfectly and then pat's drum drumming i've never heard him play the drums like that before like he fucking goes off at that part at that at that peak that peak of that song he just fucking goes for it. he just lays into the drums it's just it's a perfect build-up and it's a perfect peak to that to this whole trilogy of a song and then it 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 dies down and then what you were talking about with that guitar solo at the beginning of at the beginning of Return to Ithaca is just it's so jarring. Like it you just don't expect it, but it just so it's such a like a beautiful sound and it's just a great way to kind of like end the this entire trilogy. It's 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 perfect. Everything about this these three songs are perfect. I don't I, know how he did it. I, I just agree. don't know how he did it. It's it's weird too. It's weird that they've never They've never done something like this. They've done long songs before, but nothing like nothing as long as this, and nothing nothing quite, this prog rock. Yeah, nothing of this magnitude. And I, I, at least on Spotify, I wish I wish the song was blended into one. That oh, way, so when I playlisted it, I could listen to the whole thing. Damn, that'd be really cool. I didn't even think of that. But, but that's not that's not Weezer's fault. <laughs> that's no, no, stupid fucking <laughs> Spotify's fault. Also, what's really what I like about this too is that it is a prog song, but they they've condensed what a prog band would do down to like six or seven minutes, like like say like ELP they would have or yes they would have made this like a full album or or like a twenty five minute epic. This would have been their album. This is this is like the (laughs) like when you see a play and then that first song of like an opera. Is is like a condensed version of of everything you will see, like afterwards. Yeah. That's what this is like. This is a condensed yes, exactly. version of like a forty minute album, <laughs> of a forty minute Yes album or forty minute ELP album. This is like seven minutes of perfection, and it's they, it's, they, they, it's it's unbelievable how well they did it. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's weird because like Prague can be not just like Prague rock is not just like a a genre of music, but it's also a style of music because there's prog rock that you think of seventies prog rock and people mm-hmm. try and re recreate that sound like King Gizzard and the lizard Izzards. But they're, they're really good too. They are good, but they are not <laughs> prog in the sense of a mindset. They are prog in the sense of a, of a genre. They are recreating a sound. That's true. No, that's Whereas true. prog rock in a mindset you could be you could be a fucking reggae artist, right? And you could still play Prague. You could be Prague reggae. It's a mindset, and this is this is the mindset of Prague. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. You know that, what I mean? That's, that's good. You know, that's really good. That's a good way to, of explaining it. And that's why this this is such a fucking banger of a closer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I do you have anything time stamped or no? Because I I didn't time stamp anything. No, no, yeah. No. It, this is this is one of those things where you have to listen to to it it's it, to it in its entirety like you can't you can't just pick things out of it you have to experience the whole thing it's it's like when we've done prog bands in the past like when we did tool i mean you and i shit on tool a lot but it, it was one of those things where like we can't just play like the first minute and a half of the song because it you have no to hear sense. the song yeah. beginning to end so just everyone go out there and listen to these three songs. Tool, I mean, Dude. Tool's a perfect example too of like the mindset versus the genre, right? Because Tool's prog in mindset, but they don't—they're not prog like in a genre sense. So they're trying to recreate that original prog sound, but yeah. they still suck. <laughs> I know. 
They just so. didn't do a good job at it. I just don't get why people <laughs> like that band. A for effort, though. Kinda. True. No, I will give them an A for effort because they they try really hard and they just don't they just don't do a good job at it. That's funny. They do try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they try way harder than most bands. Dude, Weezer oh, just did it in God. seven minutes. They did, yeah. They 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 did what everything that that Tool tried have tried to do in the last thirty years, and they did it in who who knows? It probably took a week to do this song. <laughs> I know. Oh God, damn, fuck, man, this song is so good. And Weezer's way better than Tool. I don't care. I'll fucking say it. That's probably the only smart thing you've said all night. <laughs> oh man, I I I think this song's great. This this album's great. This band's great. Um, so do we have anything more to say about this album, the song? What, what do you, what do you think? You want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? I think like just real quick, cause we've been going out this for a while, but like real quick, I think the album cover is, is absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Not just the concept of the album, but like where rivers and where the band was at the time. The album is, is, is a big, huge, ugly, scary monster in between like mountains and forests but the more you look at the monster the more you realize that it's not as it's not really that scary it's kind of no it almost looks like it's scared like it's it's freaking out and and that's that's like the mindset of the band the band is is thinking like we are trapped in this big forest dude i'm losing myself real quick you gotta jump in no no no. i know you you i I lost my story really fast no, no, you're you're totally spot on. Like the the creature's face looks scared. It looks really anxious and and it looks terrified. And within all the beauty of of the scenery, but it's all the it's also like the cover is very sad looking. Like you you hit it perfectly, saying like at first glance it's 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 a scary looking image, or it can be a scary looking image until you look at it really deeply, and it it's full of anxiety and 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 almost terror. To an extent, it you said it perfectly. But then also the the story behind it was that Rivers had come across this the picture of the monster uh, from like some art like online art gallery, and come to find out the guy the artist was a huge fan of the band. So when they reached out to him, he was super stoked that they even wanted to consider his art for an album for album artwork. And then you read into it deeper and this guy fucking the artist's name is michael i think it's chris mcmahon it's yeah i can't remember i can't remember right now but but like the way he he designed it like he he designed the monster and then he found this like this oil painting or something for like a thrift store and he put the monster on the oil painting and that's the artwork like it's and then the, the album title everything will be all right in the end it's it just it's a perfect title to this record their longest title it's a cool and it, it just it it's speaks cool to the anxiety way. of it all too yeah it's a cool way to just just like say chill like relax yeah like everything's gonna be fine and that's that's why those kid chorus before the ending of the album is mm. is so important because you have all this like as a father as a son as a friend as an employer as an employee you have all this anxiety and all this all these all this stress about life and like just relax. Everything's gonna yeah. be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. It's very true. None very, of this shit even means anything. Um, you hit it. You hit it's it. A you simulation hit the nail on the head. theory, baby. Oh, We're all perfect. asleep anyway. 
Uh, all right. So we did the artwork. We did that. We've talked about Rick Ocasek. Uh, Tom Lord Alge would also mix the record. He's done hundreds of records uh, by band, every band you've ever heard of. He's done a bunch of Blink records. Like he's fucking everywhere. He's mixed everything. So I wanted yeah. to throw that out there as well. Um, and then Rick Ocasek from the cars, like we talked about too, he passed away a few years ago and, um, don't forget what, Ted what Jensen. It, Ted Jensen's very well known. He did American idiot hotel, California, a bunch of stuff. What, too. Like, is he an engineer? He, I think he mastered it. Oh, okay. 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 But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Seemingly like who gives a shit, right. About these other people, like they're super, super behind the scenes. But then when no, you start, matters. When, when you start to read like their priors and their report card, you start to see like, okay, this guy's done, you know, love it or hate it. it Ted Denson's done American Idiot, Hotel yeah. California, two vastly different albums from two vastly different generational bands. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, crazy criti- criticisms aside, like the songwriting, like American Idiot, I don't like that record, but it is a good sounding record. You can't deny that. It's a very good sounding record. And yeah, Ted, Ted Jensen, Ted Jensen is the he mastered it. So I mean, there's just there's just like a an, an, a whole list of people that probably yeah. I would I mean I don't know I didn't I didn't look up Hurley's personnel but maybe like Rick Ocasek had something to do with that. Let me put in a couple calls type of thing. Rick, you know? did, Rick didn't do anything on Hurley. No, the but only... like bringing Rick on and because Rick is so enriched in the music community. Then he can he can make a couple calls. He can say, "Hey, I'm I'm working with Weezer again. How would you like to come back? How would you like to be a part of this thing?" Oh yeah, yeah. And that's how I they're getting the ball rolling with with things. Like we got we already got Tom Lord Alge coming up. Yeah, they pulled out all the stops on this one with the the people they had involved. And damn, dude, this record's good. So, what are your final thoughts on this one? And then your ranking with our three point ranking system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're going to continue continue to listen to one is a bad album but you should give it a shot and zero is uh hot garbage so what do you got i was i was not really i, I didn't really care when, when he said you want to do this one i was i was like oh there we go i get it he doesn't <laughs> want to do blue again he doesn't want to do pink or tin again because it's too easy and i was just kind of like whatever's and i was hoping that you would have said like maladroit or green or whatever so i could i don't know enjoy it more but mm-hmm. given all of that i'm very happy i'm very pleased i'm very pleased we came back to this one i'm very pleased that that i dove in as deep as i probably did and i was i was fuck, i was fucking surprised to be honest <laughs> i was i was surprised i could not believe how much like pinkerton this was in tone yeah and definitely. like that's Dude, that's what gets me. That's what gets me in my feels. So I was, mm-hmm. I was very, I was very pleased with this. I was very happy. I did buy this on vinyl. It hasn't come yet though. So <laughs> I'm, I can't believe you bought it on vinyl. I'm so I proud of wait. you. I gotta wait. I'm I actually so bought proud it. Of you. I actually bought it like the moment I realized this is top three Weezer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I gotta buy this then. Did you did you listen to the record first before you did the listen through? Yeah, you always do. You always listen to the record no, I, first and then I listen, no, listen I know, I through. And then, and then again, but this, so like Weezer bands that we do a lot are a little bit different. I don't do, I don't always do chronological, chronological order. Mm-hmm. I'll mix them up because then I know what's coming. I, I'm, I'm anticipating what's coming and I don't want, I want to fool myself. <laughs> type okay. of thing. 
Yeah, no, I but yeah, it. I mean I that really is no concern of, of anything right now. But uh, this was good. This I, I had a good time with this, and and I will. I mean, I'm, I bought the vinyl, so I'm gonna have to come back to it at some point. Yeah, you have to. But, Absolutely. Uh, but it's not a perfect album. Like that's you're crazy. You are crazy for this one, Rick. How is it not? How is it not? It is not because there is not 100% bangers on it. So given that, this is going to get uh, this is going to get a 2.8. This is going to get a oh, 2.8. Just give it a 3, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it because it will kind of it will kind of diminish the value of Blues 3 and Pinkerton's 3.1. <laughs> so it gets a 2.8. Like it's give it a 2.9 then. Give it a 2.9 then. No, I'll do 2.85. I'll meet you in the middle. 2.85. Round up to 2.9 if you want. But 2.85 is what okay, I Okay, I rounded up to 2.9, so it's 2.9. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. My final thoughts. I mean, I this one got me right from the start. I, I was hooked right from the start. And it's one of those few records, just in general, that... Uh, that when I listen to, I'm just kind of like almost not, I wouldn't say blown away every time I hear it, but I just think like, why don't I listen to this more? Like, this is just so, it's so good. Even no matter how many times I listen to it, I think that, and I think that way about blue and Pinkerton as well. Every time I hear those, I just think like, I got to listen to it more. This is just so good. Where, why don't I do it? So with that said, Every song is just an absolute fucking banger. Clea, like I said, Cleopatra is top five Weezer for me. I think it's it's so perfect. And I mean, I don't do it much. I don't do it very oh, often. Yeah. But I don't give perfect perfect threes out very often. But I'm gonna have to give this one a perfect three. I can't. I can't help it. I just can't help it. It it is absolutely fucking perfect. Everything about it. There you go. There you fucking go. With Asinine Radio, we we are a podcast. That's for sure. We are the greatest yeah, podcast ever. We we definitely are a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm so happy that oh, that you you enjoyed this record as much as you did because I'm 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 too. I've been pushing it on you. I've been pushing it on you for years. I've been telling you to listen to this record more, many years. So I'm I'm glad it finally happened. And I knew this was. I was hoping this would this would this would happen. So. There you go. I, I got nothing else to say. Do you? No, that's, um, well, no, that's it. No, that's it. that's it. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Once again, thank you. Uh, we already know what we're doing next week. Uh, might as well tell them if anybody's even listening. We're getting, We're going to redo the Postal Service's one record, their debut record, because we didn't give it a fair shot before. So stay tuned for that. Hope you guys enjoyed. And um, that's it. That's all. Oh. Okay. We'll get, we got, any, we got anything else to say about... <laughs> about our beers <laughs> no more not not as good not as good good not as good it's not as good as van halen but uh speaking of christmas oh, christmas dude, what is, speaking of what is wrong with me tonight what is wrong with me tonight if you're wondering if i want you to i'm your daddy and the girl get hot the girl got the girl got hot she gonna get got hot <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about you fault me we're not talking about rivers hole fault me
We're talking about. See, I'm not just making butt really jokes. <laughs> I know. I'm making butthole jokes. <laughs> Stop that, that one real to? quick. <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> and like, the, ah, just the way he says Cleopatra, like Cleopatra. Patra. 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 <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fucking annoying. I, 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 man, I what I think. Wait, wait, let's um, we'll we'll circle back around and get to Cleopatra because true. But I also feel like with, with that they wanted they they brought Rick Brat Rick Brack. They they <laughs> fuck they brought. <laughs> 